Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We're your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are joined by a special guest. On the special guest couch. Not really the couch today. The couch is over to the side. You're on a chair. Special guest chair. Cody Moffitt. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. So this is the night we've all been waiting John, for. John, I have awoken. You... Just like the film. <laughs> just like and the... And the force. Just like the force apparently has. Dude, so this is the thing I've been waiting for for the past... How long? Year? Two years? Oh, man. Oh, my never ten got... years? Yeah, ten years. My huh? entire lifetime. Yep. Actually, yeah, since we watched the, la- the Return of the Jedi the first time, whenever that would have been. I will say... Since the day that I was born, <laughs> I have been saying that this is the movie that I've been waiting for. Wow. The first, my first words, Force Awakens. <laughs> it must have been ominous. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, very strange. Oh, man, yeah. You're just like, man, this baby's weird. He's got a lot of midi-chlorians. <laughs> which, which are tiny little organisms. We didn't talk about midi-chlorians at all in the movie. No, but... By the way, I'll talk about them later for some theories that I have. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk okay. about the uh, the non-spoiler stuff. So, there's obviously a big, huge spoiler warning that we're gonna give before we do anything with spoilers in this movie. Yes, it's gonna come fairly early, I yeah. suspect, because it's very rare. Like, I mean, I don't know. Before well, this th- movie, this is the thing. This is a jo- we haven't even explained this yet. Yeah, this whole entire episode is a giant Star Wars sized episode. A Star Wars we're not sized about episode. Anything else. We're not going to talk about the sweet Independence Day trailer that came out. No, not at all. We're not going to do Wars. the news. We're nope, not going to do any of that. that. Nope, none of that. No oh, screaming news. Oh. Nothing. All Star Wars there's, all the time. There's no pick of the weeks. Nope. None of that. This is all Star Wars all the time. There's no Operation Countdown. Nope. All Star Wars <laughs> all the time. 24-7 Star Wars. Sounds like a real cop-out to me. <laughs> I mean, you're... <laughs> <laughs> no, I have stuff I could talk about, but I don't want to because we have too much to discuss. Okay. Um, all right, so let's let's go non-spoilerish and talk a lot about um, the experience of going to the movie. Yes. The experience of... Uh, obviously, we've talked about the, the buying tickets. We should link to that in the, uh, right. the podcast. Link to that in the um, podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, can, let's write that down yeah, now, because yeah, do I'm not going to remember that at four in the morning yeah, whenever yeah, but, I get home. Because right now we are sitting down. We just we uh, we just got back to my place. We we made a, a awesome uh, cup of coffee a here. Pot of coffee. I already made one mistake tonight, John. What was the I mistake? I drove to your old house. Ah, uh, so you told Siri to take you to take you to, to John's house. Oh, like so I hadn't. Uh, I deleted. I changed the address for you in my address book. But what had happened was I had starred your other home in Google Maps. And so, like, I just put in John, and it popped up because it's like, oh, John used to live here. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, and and I was, I was processing the movie, also listening to the soundtrack that dropped at midnight, (laughs) and I didn't realize it until I was literally about to turn on your street. So this is actually why uh, I moved, Chris, is because Siri found out where I lived, Ah. and it freaked me out. It freaked me out too much. I just had to. I had to just. I had it's understandable. Couldn't couldn't handle it. No, you don't want you don't want the computers or, or droids. I mean, I saw a Terminator. I saw Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Not entirely sure that I, I'm glad think, I saw think the Think about this, John. One. I think the most uh, if if a if a computer or a robot that we all own, not all own, I don't own it, but that is in our homes right now, as we speak, was going to take over our lives. I think it would be the Roomba. The Roomba? Dude, okay, no, no, no. They're no. running around sucking up all your trash. I'm they, not, they I'm not rich listen. enough to... Listen. I, I, don't, I don't have one either. I'm just saying, 
If like, what else is going to rise up against us? Nothing else can, is mobile. Nothing autonomously does a job, quote unquote. Listen, Which one's going to no, no, get no, no. tired and think they've it's got, a slave? Listen, they've listen, got lawnmowers. Listen. It's going to rebel. They've got Roomba lawnmowers. I'm right? telling you. I'm telling you that that's See, not going to happen. Roomba. I'm it's gonna not say from that, Roomba. Right now, I heard a story literally last night. So somebody who has Roomba, right? A newer Roomba. You, you know, the expensive ones. Like you buy them, and there's there's a decent chunk of money. Um, they're not cheap. That's why I don't have one. And uh, so <laughs> it has nothing to do with uh, the, uh, the the it rising up against you or whatever. But anyway, no, I mean, it will. Just, what they I were saying was it would go like it can get into rooms, and as it goes around, it would close the door on itself and trap itself in closets. Interesting. And it was just it's oh, like oh, so well, you're saying the Roomba is too dumb. Yeah, to rise well, up I'm just us. I'm not saying that it's dumb necessarily. I'm just saying I don't think it, it has the higher function necessary or the reach for a doorknob. I think you can figure it out. I, you think. Could climb up a, a, a door to a doorknob? I no, don't know, man. No, I'm thinking. I think. I think it could learn from his mistakes, and uh, because there's people out there right now programming some kind of fix to the closing the door on itself problem. <laughs> this is true. This it's, is true. It's stumped so computer how many scientists years? for decades now. <laughs> <laughs> how do we keep the Roomba from closing the door on itself? Can't can't handle. How it closes the door on itself. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the Star Star Wars, <laughs> the wars that are taking place in the stars. Um, obviously, bought the tickets for this months and months and months ago. Uh, the we, we were talking to Megan Ledford, who's been on the podcast before. She said she checked uh, Fandango before we went, oh, and man. all of the entire theater was sold out. The only uh, there was only like a couple of seats, and they were just they're just being held open for uh, accessibility purposes. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know incredible that. It's sold out. Well, so earlier today I checked, or there was a news report that came out about um, this movie. It has already made more money on Fandango than any movie ever, dude. In the over the duration of the movie, it's got the advantage of uh, like an international release. It also has the highest 3D. international release ever. 3D glasses. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, are 3D glasses a big factor in the uh, in the movie going um, public? It's, it's more. They cost more. I mean, I was checking. I, I, I uh, just out of curiosity, I was checking in the future um, earlier today, and you were looking into the future. I was looking into the future, John, all the way through up until like next week. Like the IMAX, at least here in town, I was looking at the IMAX. That's the only one I can tell like how many seats are left. You know, yeah, because um, they're reserved. Like the IMAX was booked through Christmas. Like <laughs> they, I mean, they have some random seats available, but it, by the time we get there, they'll be all sold out. Like. Literally a week worth of the IMAX being sold out. Well, thank you for booking uh, seats for us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, so the thing that I want to talk about a little bit is, so this was in um, digital IMAX, obviously. We saw it in digital yes. IMAX. And we I think we may have talked about it on the podcast before how there's a theater who has uh, the film IMAX version. Huntsville, Alabama. We're um, going to go there. And we need, to, we need to figure out when it is, when we're going to go. Yeah. And then just plan the road trip and go. Yeah. We will. And maybe It'll go, be in the next week or so. go like once. Um Take a break, eat lunch, and then go again later in the evening. Wait, you're like make it an all day thing. IMAX? Yeah, like to to just to see it again. Wait, so you guys like the movie? Uh, uh, yeah, it's more, spoiler alert. I like <laughs> well, the movie. Well, I mean, even if you didn't like it, it's a phenomenon. You got to see it multiple times. That's true. Oh. Um, so I'm I'm being all mysterious over here about about my opinions on this movie. I'm, oh. I'm not going to reveal until the moment before we spoil this thing. Oh. I'm, which is not Wait, anywhere close to now. We have to, to tell now. them whether to go or not. You're right. That's whenever I'm going to okay. reveal so reveal that, whether I uh, I think they should go. So uh, Didi and I dressed up. We uh, got into the spirit of things. I dressed up like Chewbacca. And Didi dressed up like R2-D2. I can't do Chewbacca. I tried, and it just sounded like gargling. There yeah, you go. that was weird. 
Um, but yeah, dressed up like che- furry Chewbacca. It was it was pretty fun. It was also a very hot costume, and yeah, I was burning up. You were wearing like jeans and a t shirt underneath. Like, I, why didn't you just like no, because, fully commit? Because what to the if, pajamas? What man. if I don't know? What if something happened? What if uh, there was an emergency and I had to just rip off my Chewbacca outfit? Real fast. I wanted to have something on underneath. But why didn't you wear like shorts or something? Dude, he got that hole in the in the pants. Yeah, though. I got a hole in my pants. You ripped a hole in I the ripped, pants. I, somehow I was just sitting there because I wasn't in there beforehand. <laughs> it was the excite. It was the force awakening. Uh, that's true. I mean, I was. You know, I mean, never mind. It was the yeah. It was like it was the the force awakening for sure. I'll go with that. <laughs> um. So uh. So we went like our showing was at ten ten. Obviously, yeah. we've been doing the countdown every week and. Uh, it was at 10.10, and so we got to the mall yes. relatively early, right? Very early. So we were going to eat at the Chili's in the mall, okay. and then like and we, had the, yep. we called them up, and we're like, ah, yeah, we got 12 people. We're going to be there at like 7, right? And uh, and they were like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll probably be able to see you at like 7, 20, 7, 30, something like that. Yeah. So I text you, tell you, hey, I, you know, we're going to do that. And so we hang out here at the house. I'm, I'm here at the house with Catherine and uh, our parents, yeah. who came down from, uh, from, from Illinois to, to right. see this with us. And... We left a few minutes later, and about halfway there, I realized the tickets are sitting on the banister here at my house. Catherine goes, so did you bring the, bring, bring the tickets just to make sure? And I was like, you know what? They're on the banister at our house. <laughs> and I was like, I'll drop you guys off, and I'll zip back and, uh, and get them. And they're like, no, no, we're like halfway. It's all right. Just just turn around and we'll we'll do. It. So like I obviously forty minutes later we show up at the uh, at the restaurant, which is why, this is why I wanted to get there so early. Yeah, you know things like this. Chris told me um, as he was going uh, home from work, you got uh-huh. off work at five, yeah. and you were driving back to your house and then yes. going to drive up. Yes. You told me you said. I just want to head straight there as or as, as quickly as possible so that way if anything happens yep. I can be there. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm thinking okay so that means that if like they you know an earthquake happens and that you can't like you can't you know pass from yeah. your town A 747 to Nashville. lands on the interstate yeah. I mean you know it's knows? like anything could happen. Yeah. And I would be able to still watch Star you Wars. You would still be in the theater. It didn't like nothing else would matter where it's like <laughs> right. Dude, you know, the entire city that you live in just just <laughs> fell into a sinkhole. Um, just gigantic sinkhole yeah. and that nobody detected for years. The New Madrid fault finally goes off. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's it's like, uh, what was the, uh, oh, it was... Uh, San Andreas? <laughs> San Andreas well, I, mean, San, I don't know, I, mean, I guess maybe the San Andreas could like, affect us here if it was like a, off the Richter scale. Maybe pretty wild, man. Uh, like an earth-shattering event. Um, but then, so you've got like... You were getting there like four hours early, yeah, and it actually ended up being great like, to be there that early. I appreciated it, Chris. Oh, oh, like thank a you. Boy Scout. Thank you for Always thank you prepared. for letting me. Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Speaking and so that was the experience of like going. So I forty had uh-huh. those signs. Oh, you're right. And what's crazy is my parents said that it was on the news in Southern Illinois. Really, That's awesome. our signs, the traffic signs. To, yeah. uh something. What was it? Drinking and driving always lead to the dark side or yes. something like that. 
So I love I love the, uh, the 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 cute little sayings that they have on those, but I somewhat find them somewhat distracting. Yeah, I end up like staring at them. Yeah, so I've I have and over... looking at the person next to me, be like, "Hey, did you get a load of that?" Yeah, you know, <laughs> over the last well, like people over are the last pictures. four years. Uh, yeah, what people take pictures of them? Yeah, somebody showed me a picture. He's like, "Oh, you didn't get a picture? Here's a picture I got." <laughs> oh I'm like, my you, I didn't gosh. pull out my phone because I felt like that defeats the purpose. Of... <laughs> it does. It very much they does. They slammed on their brakes, caused like a tin car pilot behind them just for the picture. See, they weren't drinking and driving. The though. only no, ones like I find inc- taking pictures and driving. The only ones I find like incredibly like super like effective where it like makes me like think about it and drive safer. Yeah. Um. Because I you know most of the other ones it's like oh don't do this and drive and I don't usually do that and drive you know it's like that you don't you, you know uh, anyway but then the ones that give you the death count like the the roadway fatalities oh, yeah, yeah. That was from really one morbid. year to another. Um. Then it's like okay, so we're beaten last year. Let's let's keep on this thing. Let's yeah. The let's the, the worst is like I don't know year. if they just don't keep up day to day. But the worst is like you're driving, you know, and then like literally the next day it's jumped up like 15 people. Yeah, and you're like, what? Yeah, you're like, how dang did, it? How did 15 people yeah. on I four on just on just that road? No, it's it's, uh, well, it's nationwide. It's, 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 uh, no, it's Tennessee, in Tennessee wide. Yeah. wide. Oh, well, statewide. So yeah. I'm like, how in the world did 15 people? In one day. Well, like those numbers texting. are are like it's texting. Su- <laughs> texting. They're all surprisingly high. Like I mean, it's like you know, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of people within you know the year, the month, or whatever. That and it's like you're like, man, that is just it's somewhat it's very depressing and morbid, yeah. like you said, yeah. you know. But yeah. it is the only one that truly makes me go, all right. I'm paying attention, making sure that guy's not doing anything stupid. Make sure that person's not <laughs> not you know. What are you gonna do if they are? Slow down. Down. Slow, down. Oh, slow down. Slow down. Just let them be stupid. Yeah, just oh, let, I'd rather, let, let I, them be stupid. So your philosophy is slow down. My philosophy is speed up and get the heck past them. Let them just leave them in my dust. It's actually safer to be a TIE fighter pilot. True. Than to, than to we drive should steer this back to Star Wars because I'm already through this cup of coffee. Oh, and man. the caffeine in my system is going to have to stay at a constant level if we're going to have this conversation. All right. Um, so Star Wars. That let's, Mountain Dew downstairs. Let's do our drunk. – so in order to avoid spoilers and avoid kind of that thing, we'll avoid the main storyline. We'll uh, talk about the things that we always talk about before uh, <laughs> we, we drop the spoiler on everyone. Talk about the music. Talk about the uh, the way it was filmed. And we'll talk about kind of uh, – we'll We can talk about other things. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so start the conversation. Conversation, Chris. All right. What do you want to talk about? I really enjoyed this movie, John. <laughs> it was uh, it was action packed. It had everything I was want- wanting it to have in in uh, in the next Star Wars film. Um, yeah, I thought that uh, they did a good job of um, uh, maintaining the feel of the original trilogy while also mm-hmm. kind of taking it in more of a um, more modern direction. Yeah. You know, I would almost, uh, almost say a J.J. Abrams direction. I think that's a little misleading because it's not Star Trek. You know, like right. there, there are there are quintessential J.J. Abrams shots that he did not do in this. Like, right. And always, like you look at like Super 8 or both of the uh, the Star Trek movies, there's always some kind of like, you know, we're sitting in a circle here and we're talking to each other. There'd be like a camera moving around behind us and it would just mm-hmm. cut to the other person and then cut to the other person and, cut, and while it's all moving, didn't happen. Right. Um, although, um, yeah, so like, uh, you know, I, th- I think he he stayed away from the J.J. Abramisms and kind of right. t- reeled it back, just like made a really pretty looking movie. Right. And I think that like the, the film look of it definitely came across like it looked like the original movies. You know? Oh, it, yeah. It, the, 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 the color tones, the palette that they were using and, and yeah. each of the uh, each of the locations and things. And so, 
we kind of knew that from the, from the uh, the trailers and things going in. But you're right. I didn't ever go. Oh, that was a J.J. Abrams thing. Right. The pacing also, like if you uh, if you think about a J.J. Abrams movie, a lot of times the pacing can be. Um, pretty like rapid fire at some points well, and we got into some of that we got into some of that and this was the i think the fastest pacing that he's ever done right and in some parts not all of it but in some right. parts but and that's that's the thing is like whenever it breathed a little bit like i was like okay that's nice that yeah. actually feels really good because especially the last star trek um it was basically it was like a roller coaster ride that you just sat down strapped in and it was you know go until the end which was fun yeah don't get me wrong really really fun yeah but it's you know it was uh to some extent, this was too, you know. Like, I mean, there's. Uh, we'll talk about it more in a second, but like, there's a lot yeah. in this movie. Yeah, a lot. And Cody, you mentioned whenever uh, you got done, you're like, "Man, I felt it was a long movie." Really? Oh yeah, it was really. It was. It was a fast paced long movie. It was but like all the first three Star Wars movies just jammed together. <laughs> Did you feel like though that um that it was too long? Did you feel like by the way you was like, man, that's long. I'm so ready to be over. I kept waiting for it to like end on a dumb cliffhanger. <laughs> like I was dreading it. I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm not gonna find out. Like the lost moment. Yeah, like know? I just kept waiting. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is where they cut it off. <laughs> like right before this part. I'm just like, they're gonna do this, and then I'm just gonna go home and I'm not gonna sleep right. It's and over. Just like, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I did feel a little bit of uh, a little bit of the like, okay, there's a lot packed into this movie. Like that's kind of the way I, I came away from like that feeling. Um, it didn't ever feel slow. It didn't ever feel overly rushed. No, um, it was it very did, well yeah, paced. I think I think that's the thing that I liked um, the most about it was like, even though it was fast paced, and we are we are moving through a lot of a lot of story, mm-hmm. a lot of characters. Um, in this movie, it never felt rushed. Right. It never felt like, oh man, how'd they get there? Or how we're taking a pretty big leap of logic, or you know, like this person wouldn't really react this way for only knowing, you know, yeah, people for a certain amount of time. It's just like, no, this all feels really natural and it yeah. was really good. And uh, yeah, props to them. Honestly, I I I think um, there was a, a a review that Dad had read that he. Uh, told me afterwards, he's like, you know, he, they made the statement something like it felt a lot like Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I agree with that. Like this had the tone and feel of Raiders for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has that um, adventure, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and it's it's got that that action and, and exploration kind of a, a vibe about it, you yeah. know. And it's really nice to have that as this the the first in this, you know, the Star yeah. Wars, the new Star Wars universe. The thing is. Yeah, well, no, never mind. I'll say that later. Yeah, it had like a very like Indiana Jones esque mm-hmm. thing going on. It mm-hmm. I hadn't noticed that, but that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great way to describe it. Yeah, and um, I, I love the, how that kind of that harkens back to uh, George Lucas, a different side of George Lucas. Because I, I feel like Star Wars was always George mm-hmm. Lucas's like this is my serious thing, and then Indiana Jones yeah. is like this is my crazy fun thing over here. Yeah, this, <laughs> you know? like, this is the... this is where I jump the shark. Yeah, all the time. This is, hey, we're going to get down and dirty, and we're going to defeat, you know, the the, uh, the, the dark empire. Side. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I liked the aesthetic of the movie. I know mm. you guys kind of talked about it, but, like, I really liked, like, the, the leather jackets. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, like, like even, like, Oscar Isaac's hair mm. looks like it was from, like, that, like, early 80s. Yes. Oh, Like, late right. 70s kind of yeah. thing. Like, everybody had that, that vibe of the original yeah. Star Wars kind of trilogy in that like time and era yeah like what they thought the future was good or the like 
a long time ago was going to yeah. be like. The you know something I, I've I was talking about before the movie um, is uh, the one thing one thing that I think we we just we watched Dee and I just watched uh, this week the uh, four five and six until we watched you know uh, six last night so it's like really fresh in our memory but something that I'm like man something that I think that really worked with George Lucas from the first um, the first movie is the whole idea of the used universe, but not just in terms of the story where we're, we're cu- you know, coming in the middle of something, but in terms of the way it looks because junk, you know, in the seventies still looks like junk in, you know, 2015. Yeah. Junk yeah. is pretty much timeless. Junk is junk. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, everybody kind of knows what an old machinery that is rusting out, you know, chilling right. out places it looks like. And so, you know, Th- yeah, that's right. And then the other thing about the the aesthetic is those practical effects. Like right from yes. the get go, you're introduced to the fact yeah, that yeah. this is different. This is not your uh, episode one, two, three. This isn't even like your updated special edition no. of the others. It's it, and to the point it's where it's it's way better. It's but, a better Star Wars movie than the special editions, right? Um, yeah. And it's really interesting Visually. to see how they would. Um, put in these practical effects and how they would make it feel. Yeah. And then whenever they, they chose not to use the, the the practical effects, I actually, there was one moment specifically that I'll talk about a little bit later that actually felt like it hearkened back to the prequels even, like where there was a, kind of like a nod to some of the, the prequel mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like yeah. any, anytime they didn't use practical fe- effects, it felt very intentional. Oh, for sure. And that's what made it okay. And, like, and because honestly, like, yeah, there's a couple times when I was like, I was like, oh, this isn't pra- this is this is a CG, and I hadn't, right. hadn't even realized that there was a transition there. So, like back when they did the prequels, yeah, like CG was not nearly as advanced. No, not at Everything all. Everything was clean and shiny, right? And you know, partially, like we have the capability to calculate like how dirt will look better, right? And stuff like that now, you know, like yeah, like yeah, that kind the, of those kind the, of things are sh- complex to. do. Describe. Oh, for sure, yeah. and like the sheer computational power to do multiple layers of like uh, of rendering on something like there, you know, yeah. something like this. It takes days just to get some of those shots rendered out. Where there's the this layer, there's this color on top right. of that, there's this filter, and there's the dirt, you know. And so they just kind of add layers at a time. There, uh, like uh, you know, uh, back then, computers and CG was progressing at such an intense rate that it was like, oh, you'd watch episode one. And then you'd be like, oh man, this looks great. And then you'd watch, you know, it two years later, like this looks like crap. Yeah. Like, and so like, you know, the, the, the one case in point is Jabba the Hutt in the special edition of A New Hope, whenever Han Solo steps on his tail and all that kind of stuff. And, um, whenever the, that first came out, I remember thinking like, that looks amazing. Oh, it looks like Java's right there. I watch that now. I'm like, that looks like a cartoon. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, so it's just like uh, that kind of stuff changes. And, and the other thing, the other point I want to make on that, like I think they did a great job because I can't, like it was almost virtually indistinguishable when they were doing using CG and when they weren't. Agreed. And yeah, I couldn't tell. You can look at two movies that came out, I think, in the same year. Gravity looks amazing. Yeah. All CG. Everything. And then The Hobbit looks terrible. All CG. Yeah, and uh, there was uh, an article or a video or something I was I was uh, reading or watching like around that same time. Whenever it was like, we all say, "Well, CG looks bad." It's like that's not really the case. We've just been looking watching movies with bad CG. And, yeah, right? I, I agree with you. It's a great tool. Yeah, and yeah, this like, was really really good. I thought uh, I don't know. We all have to do some research on this, but in the credits when they were rolling. Um, it said something about additional special effects provided by uh, some company. It said a um, 
a Ubisoft oh, company. Oh, interesting. Like, Whoa. Interesting. That's so crazy. a video game company bringing, uh, bringing some of the, yeah. the graphics. Dude, that's incredible. Speaking of, of time to render and things like that, I remember um, someone telling me about uh, Alfonso Cuaron whenever they were screening one of the, uh, one of like gravity, a, a, like a, a moment in mm-hmm. gravity. The person next to him goes, man, he's like, I love it because you can't tell what's up and what's down mm-hmm. in this shot. And then he goes, and Alfonso Cuaron looks at him and he goes, yeah, you're right. That shot should be upside down. Let's do <laughs> it. Right. And it took him like a week to render out the, uh-huh. that shot just upside down into where it would pan out and like spin. And yeah. you would, you know, because you, you just didn't know. Oh, man. But it's like, no, you can't watch this movie anymore, Alfonso. <laughs> Don't watch the movie anymore. <laughs> Nobody back- talk to Alfonso while you're watching the movie. He'll have another idea. <laughs> and it'll have to render it out again. We need to rent out another render farm. <laughs> <laughs> but even like, you know, uh, right off the bat, you're right. You know, there's these creatures and they're like, they're puppets, you know, like yeah. they look, but they look really, they were really good puppets. Yeah. Yeah. There was one dude that like, I'm pretty sure was CG and looked CG to me. Yeah. That's like it, the only thing I picked out. If we talk about it. Well, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it later. So we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll, okay. I'll, we'll address. There's a couple of uh, of th- moments that I want to address with the uh, the, the practical and yeah. the uh, the CG stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. as far as music, dude, psh, as you heard at the beginning of the podcast, the uh, music was awesome. Knocked um, it out of the park. Uh, I would say, I think my favorite soundtrack from the prequels was always Episode One, and I think this was comparable comparable to that. Like it has like a lot of new themes, a lot of cool stuff. That I think they're going to build off of. Um, I like it. Yeah, Ike, uh, who's been on the podcast before, um, made a comment where he said, you know, he, the only thing he wished was he he wanted more familiarity um, because he I mean, said, have- you know, with a lot of that, but it, like it, it almost wasn't like it, it. There's there's moments where it would be it was possible, and I heard yeah. a lot of it like yeah, there's a lot of it um, where there's certain themes that were influenced by other themes, and there's things yeah. like locations that were influenced by other locations, and it's you know I I was I was happy with the overall picture, but. You know, with the way that the that the the music is composed um, for the Star Wars films, where every single thing has this thing. There's a lot of new stuff in this movie, mm-hmm. and so it's it's very hard to bring in the old things whenever there's so much new things happening. You almost like with Episode One, same type of story right, right. where you have these new themes, these yeah. new new moments and things. Um, and then the only time you would hear uh, something harken back to the original trilogy would be like with whenever Anakin's doing something, and it's like, right, "Ooh, right. let's play play around with that Darth Vader right. theme and and hint at it here." I, I mean, there were, but that's the thing. There was a lot of like there was Han and Leia's theme in here. There was yeah. you know a lot of um, a lot of stuff like Luke's theme was played over and over again. Mm. The Jedi theme was played yeah. over and over again. The Empire Darth Vader's theme was played over and over again. So like yeah. it was definitely there. Dude, I I didn't even I didn't notice the soundtrack the whole time. I didn't, like, not- I didn't notice it, but like, I mean, whenever I listened for it, it was there. There was one specific moment I want to I want to point out later on. Whenever we uh, whenever we get into the spoilers, that yeah. was probably my favorite soundtrack moment of mm. uh, of the movie. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll point that out in, in a little bit too. Acting, I think, was phenomenal. I was blown away by everyone. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, like specifically with their performances. But yeah, I wanted to, I want to point out all the all the new characters. I think a lot of the hesitance of of people who are super fans of anything, you yeah. know, is whenever you bring in new people. Yeah. And and uh, and I will say wholeheartedly, every single new character um, 
it, they they affected me in in the right way. You know, they, they their performance with the way that they would interact with things around them. Their you know just their personalities. Like it, it, they yeah. affected me the way they were meant to. It seems like yeah. And uh, and that's you know that's as far as I'll go on that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I yeah, stellar stellar cast. Yeah, Cody, did you, what? Did you... I was. Uh... I don't know if I can do this without saying any spoilers, but the dude from Ex Machina. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, which one? There was two dudes from Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. I guess. Oh <laughs> man. Oscar Isaac's and Domino Gleason. Mm-hmm. Gleason. I thought he did awesome. Oh yeah. yeah I think they both. What is funny? I mean, is, Oscar Isaac did too. Um, yeah. Um, they almost. Um, nope. Can't nope, say that. Can't say it, Chris. All right. Can't well, say it. We protect the people who have not seen movies yes. on this podcast. Yes. Unlike. The jerk in the restroom at the. Uh, I went into the. What? Went to the bathroom before the movie. Oh man, it was just a mess of spoilers in there. So I'll point this out. <laughs> spoilers uh, everywhere. Spoilers, <laughs> spoilers all over everywhere. the room. Some spoilers. Oh no, my god! Like, I was in. I was. I. I, I was uh, in there, and some guys walked in. They were just like blabbing, blabbing. So, and someone goes, "Hey, shut up!" <laughs> Good. I'm surprised <laughs> like, that. I'm surprised that those people. One of the stalls. I'm, like, hey. I'm really surprised that those people like, oh, left that bathroom alive. Like, I know they sh- they probably like if they had allowed uh, plastic lightsabers, they would have died a plastic <laughs> lightsaber death. He's <laughs> got lightsaber burns all over him they right just, like, then and there. <laughs> they're like, what killed him? Oh, it was horrible. There's plastic everywhere. <laughs> I just imagine them where there should have been plastic. Walking by the stall, someone dives out of the stall with a plastic lightsaber, just you know, <laughs> stabs him with it. It just collapses. Yeah, you know, it just collapses. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mental pain. Oh yeah, <laughs> the anguish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I will point out uh, before we go into this, I did have headphones. Like I brought my earbuds. Yes. And uh, wore my earbuds with music going, so yeah. I could only hear the people in my immediate vicinity uh, talking. And everybody there, obviously, nobody wanted to be spoiled. Yeah. Um, so I was very appreciative that I brought my earbuds, and it was kind of zoning out with yeah. whoever else could have yeah. been leaving the theater or going back in. Yeah. So I was talking to you the entire time. <laughs> During the previews, <laughs> until Catherine Were told you? me that he cannot hear you. I apologize. Were you, did you watch any of the previews? Um, I watched some of them. Okay, so I watched the ones that I watched the ones that I've watched before, okay, or cool. I've watched the ones that like are almost teasers. Um, yeah, yeah. So like Independence Day, watch that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not watch the Batman versus Superman trailer. No, you don't need to. No, we're talking about how that, how that spoils the whole movie. Yeah, and then there uh, there was another one that I didn't watch. What, what were some of the other trailers that were there? Do you watch the Jungle Book trailer? I did because I I don't know much about it, but. Yeah, we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week probably. Oh, but man, if you want, if you what's your about thought? Rap? What's your all thought? Right. Yeah, what's what's the what's the deal with Jungle Book? They made it look all epic. I mean, Jungle Book's not like an epic. I, I don't know, man. I don't I, like when they try to make everything epic just so they can like make it into a trilogy and then sell more of it. So yeah, so the live action um, Disney movies they make a lot of money. Um, like a lot of money. It's very surpri- like I was surprised how often, uh, like how much money they make. And so like they're, they have these series of animation movies, right? And they, at one point, whenever they released a live action version of like whatever the first one was that they released a live action version of it. Yeah. And it did so well. Um, 
Dude, they basically remember. said, okay, we're going to reallocate our future movies to the live action oh, movies. I remember that. And then we're going to take away some of the some of the stuff from the animation. We're going to make those fewer and far between. You know, we're going to have our, our really good ones um, that and we come out with quality on that side. But quantity almost, it, it was not, they will never say this probably, but quantity more on the uh, the side of the other thing. So and then like Frozen happened. Yeah. And they uh, started making a lot more animated movies again. Yeah. So <laughs> basically we're going to get a lot of animated movies. Uh, and then a lot of remakes that are live action remakes of classic Disney stories. And so like the, there's going to be, so there was Cinderella this year um, that did incredibly well. I have, Maleficent. Uh, yeah. There's Maleficent that did, uh, did pretty well, like in the theaters. Uh, really? Um, yeah. I mean, like I, I again, I'm surprised. Uh, okay. They, none of them blew like the box office away. Right. But they performed to expectations. Right. And, oh, so, okay. and so safe bets. They're yeah, making basically, money. Basically that's what it is. I'm, right. not, I'm not saying that they're, you know, good. Or they're like, you know, it's not the next Marvel movie series. It's not the next Star Wars. Yeah, it's not I'm not Star saying Wars. they're bad. I'm just like, I, I didn't see any of those. I'm just surprised. And again, were... I don't think they're necessarily built to appeal to um, our demographic. Like, I, I really yeah. don't think that they're they're made no. for, for people over a certain age or whatever. Like, they're made for people who maybe, you know, weren't alive whenever the originals were out. And they have only watched them on VHS. And now they get to go see that as a live action thing, you know, with their parents or whatever. So I really think that they're geared more towards the younger audience. And that's where they're... Um, Making the what if making they, the ticket sale. What if they on. do make it a, a trilogy, like you said? So the first is the Jungle Book, and then there's the uh, the logging company comes down and tears all the trees down. Book. Oh my gosh! And then there's uh, everyone has to move to the city zoo because there's no more Jungle Book. And then Tailspin is the fourth one. <laughs> and then Tailspin. Tailspin, dude. <laughs> when the animals take over. A freaking live action Tailspin. That's true. Well, because dude, I would be characters. into a live action Tailspin. Why not? Why? And by the way, not? I do feel like they are specifically targeting our generation. Like all these remakes, like Jurassic Park. I think they're they're, Those, targeting, they're yes. targeting our generation who has kids. Right. So like, oh man, I love Jungle Book. I'm gonna take my kids to this. Yeah, you've seen this on uh on, on the VHS or the or the DVD that we I said VHS. What the heck? We had so many Disney VHSs though. Chris. Oh yeah. Um, we had a whole shelf of all. I of still them at have one point. them. Um, you have them? No, not not ours. I have a lot of that would be a lot of DVDs. That would be hilarious if we just fire up a VHS player sometime and just I watch. Have, some I have of one of those too. We need to watch some of them. Uh, but you got to get the tape heads cleaned oh, on yeah. uh, on the, t- the tape VHS player so it doesn't eat the tape. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm anyway. so glad we don't have to deal with that anymore. But yeah, that that's the that's the thing is is that it's our it's our age group for the nostalgia right. factor where it's like oh yep. I'm okay, I would be okay watching yeah. that and they're like oh but it's it, it's for my kids yeah. too so yeah. like you know you want to get something that appeals to both crowds. We've gone way off the rails. Oh yeah, way off the rails. And it's time to spoil the heck out of this movie. But sh- first, <sighs> should who should people go see this movie? And if so, who should go see this movie? And how many times should they go see this movie? <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're uh, you're showing your hands. My answer is yes, everyone, and nine. Only nine. Ten. Okay. That's they were talking double digits there. <laughs> I get the double digits. Maybe eleven. The double digits. Um I say no. No, I say yes, of course. What, what I mean, seriously, like, it, this is Star Wars. It's a cultural it's, phenomenon. Yeah, everybody You're end up seeing season. this eventually. So, okay, so let's talk about who should go see it. Everyone. If you haven't seen any of the other Star Wars You'll still movies, love this movie. Exactly. Like, that was my thing. Like, I, I saw someone on Facebook, a friend of mine, somebody said, 
I, you know, where do I start? I haven't seen the movies. I feel like it's a big thing and yeah. I feel like I need to see it. Where do I start? And then someone commented and said, the previous six movies. And I was like, no, no, uh, no, no, no. You don't have to start there. Don't worry about that. No. Don't like, don't worry about that right now. Yeah. This is a good jumping on point. You'll, you'll get interested in the, in the story and then you're going to want to go back and read or read and watch <laughs> all of the other ones. Read the I Wikipedia read the no- pages. I read the novelization. The Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. Oh, this is the thing. So like, um, <laughs> Uh, the uh, we, be, I think that if you start here, yes, then you'll want to go back. If you wanted just to start at a more moderate place, just watch the original three, so four, five, and six. Right. Okay. If you wanted to be crazy about it, yeah, you can watch all of them, but don't do that. And definitely don't. If you've never seen them before, don't start with the prequels. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the prequels are necessary for no. this. No, they, they're not movie. necessary for understanding anything that happens. Like I was wondering, other than one thing, I might talk about later. I didn't even know if they. I had to ask you guys if the prequels still counted. Like I don't. There was no yeah. sign of prequelisms. So and also like there were lots of nods to other medium as well that I wanted to talk about later on too. So like other other things that are in canon but yeah. um, aren't necessarily in the main line of films. Um, right. There's some really cool things that are in there for those uh, people who who are completionists of the Star Wars saga. But yeah, like you don't have to have to have watched the other ones. Like Dee Dee turned like afterwards, she was like, "I'm really glad we watched the those other three this week. She's like it made this one a lot better." Um, but yeah, I think I feel it made. Like- she said, or she made the she made the experience a lot better, um, just because mm-hmm. it's like you know because it refreshed a lot of things in her mind about like what was what had happened, yeah. And like there were a lot of references, but nothing that you can't get past if you haven't seen the others, right? I don't know, man. I feel like you have to have seen the original trilogy, yeah, to see this movie, yeah. Really? I f- yeah, I feel like I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it does continue a lot of things. Like there's, I mean, we'll talk about that later. So present present your opinion, yes. non present your case. So to for the, the person that was like, oh, I've never seen the other ones. Oh, and John just told me I should go see this one, and now you're c- contradicting that. They're they're thinking in their heads. They're going, "Oh my gosh!" Now Cody thinks tell, I shouldn't. Sh- what do I do? Tell us why you think John is wrong. I can't <laughs> <laughs> until uh, oh, until we get into spoilers. Okay. Spoil- well, just okay, now, just for your uh, everyone, mark down on if you're keeping track. You know, yep. Cody doesn't think you should go see it unless you see the other one. Cody doesn't want you to have a better life. Yeah, have for having. Seen I want it. you to have a better life. <laughs> I just want you to watch the originals. <laughs> So that you appreciate this one better. I, I agree. There are lots of things in this that if you have watched uh, the original uh, four, five, and six uh, episodes, that you will appreciate a lot of things in this more. Yeah. I like this one better than those ones, I think. But I'm coming Whoa. off the high of just having seen Whoa. just having seen this movie. Maybe we should get into that debate a little yeah. bit later. We'll, we'll get into, okay, like literally right now. Like literally, we should spoil. We'll this. So, start the so I will say, see this as many times as you can allow. <laughs> see it in IMAX. See it in real oh, film yeah, yeah, IMAX yeah, if yeah. it's possible. Yeah. And two D, three D. Yeah. See it. See it oh, everywhere. We didn't talk about the three D. Oh my gosh, Chris! I didn't talk about my okay. experience with the three D. Well, this is like very specific to you. But it is very you can specific. Go ahead. To me. So uh, I don't While know. While you're I've telling this tale, the, I'm gonna go get the Mountain Dew. That's fine. I, I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, but like sometimes 3D can mess with me. It can mess with my eyes a little bit, and uh, and it can give me headaches if it's really like bad 3D or extreme 3D where there's yeah. lots of like depth. Um, 
And a lot of times if things are coming out of the screen at me, like it's not yeah, necessarily looking through a picture box. It's more like whenever they come out at me. Um, and so on this one, I've, about 30 minutes before the end, I was getting a decent amount of eye strain to the point where in one of the parts I closed an eye um, because obviously you can't just take off your 3D glasses. Everything yeah. will be blurry. Yeah. Um, so you, if you just close one eye, it was actually way better at that point because like the way 3D works is it makes you go cross-eyed a little bit. Like it well, makes it your make eyes you cross-eyed. It well, makes you focus on different things. If things right. are too close, then you will go cross-eyed because you're trying to focus too close. Right. And so like, the, you know, I did experience a little bit, of that, but again, I'm very sensitive to the way uh, 3D treats my eyes. That right. Way, well, so. I mean, uh, and sometimes I think that comes from like where you're supposed to be looking is where you're not looking at that point in time Yeah. or they're being gimmicky with it. There's only one shot in here that I think was gimmicky. We can yeah. mention it and say, oh, I mean, I can say it right now. There might that, have been two. There was a... Uh, there was a, a shot. All right, well, if it's not spoiler, you can say it, but there was yeah. a shot with a uh, um, Star Destroyer, and his like nose was like sticking way out of the screen. Yeah, like, that, that was, was kind of totally, gimmicky. Yeah, was totally there was also gimmicky. a shot with a lightsaber uh, where it was similar to that. Mm. And yeah, but anyway. I don't remember that one. The 3D so didn't bother me, but it didn't, the 3D in previews bothered me a lot. Yeah, mm. the, the 3D. So I feel well, like I, they did a pretty decent job. I hate uh, 3D. Yeah. <laughs> it makes It makes me mad. <laughs> I, I think, like uh, yeah, like uh, this is my experience. 3D doesn't mess with me. I do have to take off my glasses because um, going through two lenses ends up like deteriorating the color quality information. Yeah. So like I can't see gradients as well with really? my glasses on. Yeah, because it's going through two, two uh, polarized lenses. lenses or whatever. Because uh, like, the one's well, I polarized. I, do, I, don't have, I don't have polarized polarization, but um, the uh, it's just going through two lenses. Hmm. It like if it's there's black and then like kind of black. I yeah. can't see the kind of black. It just looks like both. They both look black. Wow, it's hard enough to keep my glasses clean before a movie. <laughs> I, that's the other thing. And then like they give you these <laughs> used like greasy like <laughs> yes. some some nerd had them on before you. <laughs> Well, it's my so, favorite whenever the person passing them out like just puts their thumb straight on. Yeah, like, like oh yeah. man, I'm gonna be looking through your thumbprint the whole time because I forgot to bring a microfiber. The, <laughs> the very first Cleaner. one that I got tonight, they it had uh, a big scratch on one of the lenses, and it had a thumbprint on the other lens. Yeah. And, I, and I, I just look hold it up, and I was like, nope, that's not gonna do. And I handed it right back to him, and I said, this one, this one's busted, has a scratch. Grabbed another one, totally fine. But again, I generally, I, I generally have no problems with 3D ever, and. I, and I like, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, there's some movies, I, and I've said this before. I love the way 3D looks looks on, in the Marvel movies. Like with, uh, I like that way it looks like with display screens. And so, like Iron Man's um, helmet, whenever you're inside it, and all that stuff's just kind of floating in front of his face. It looks really, really cool. Um, I enjoyed uh, Jurassic Park. Was like the second one. Or like the, all the 3D did with that was accentuate. Look what it should have done. It wasn't gimmicky. It wasn't crazy. They weren't ridiculous with it it felt really really good and then i like this one like even the gimmicky parts didn't feel too gimmicky it wasn't like uh, like guardians of the galaxy when they throw that thing like way up at your face and like right you know and all there's other things in movies or a spear like, flies past your head even, like even in uh star trek that or mad Ma oh actually i don't mind that but mad Ma yeah, that one made me duck mad max <laughs> there's a shot in there where like this uh i think it's the steering wheel or a guitar gets like really close to your face i'm like what is even happening right now because then you watch it this is this is my definition of a gimmicky 3d shot is whenever you if you watch it in 2d 
you're like, this shot doesn't make sense. Why is this happening? Like yeah. This? yeah. It's just like, oh, look. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and, and that's my definition of a bad gimmicky 3D shot. And I didn't see any of those in this. On Captain America, uh, A Winter Soldier, there's a moment where he throws the shield at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, they're on the boat. And he throws the shield. And it's like, it, whenever you watch it on TV, you're, you're, like on my TV at home, you're like, why did it? Oh. oh <laughs> yeah. But like for the most part, everything, like, then the other thing is like, 3D that I don't like is a 3D that has too too large of a depth. I think that's yeah. why what made that Star Destroyer shot look um, wrong yeah. was because the depth was too right. uh, wide, right. and so everything else was kept within a pretty good, uh, comfortable distance, at least for my eyes. And um, I even liked certain things like the snow and stuff like that, like falling like yeah. um, close to your face. I, don't know, I, I enjoy the 3D on this one. They yeah. look like pop up books to me. Like most of the 3D stuff, you can you can definitely tell like where they are and like the depth yeah. plane. You just have to like you know, and I agree. I agree with that. They can get into that. Like it just comes down to a if you can trick your brain into looking where they want you to look and ignoring the rest of it. Right. Because if you start like, oh, I can here, 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 here. Which you know, is like, what I kind of I kind of do that. I think in movies, you're right. You're right. The way I the way I look at a lot of shots, it's like I want to ex- absorb everything. Yeah. And then pay attention to what's going. on. Which is on. normally what I do also with like uh, 2D movies. You know, you want to mm. look at the whole frame and see what's in here and just like kind of analyze it. Yeah. You can't do that with 3D. Yeah. You mm. have to look where you want that they want you to look, mm. or else you're going to like strain your eyes like crazy. Yeah. yeah I have to try that uh, the next time I see this movie and just see like just to just focus on what what they want me to focus on. <laughs> Don't be a rebel, John. Don't be a rebel. But yes, definitely go see this movie. See it as many times as you want. Um mm. or can and see it in as many formats as you possibly can. I mean, if you have an IMAX around you, go see an IMAX. If you have a film IMAX within driving distance, go see it in that. Um, yeah. Are we... Well, I want to know if you guys heard the Wilhelm scream. I'm pretty sure I heard a Wilhelm scream in there. Are you guys, Really? Are you guys familiar with that? Yeah. When? Well, we can talk about that Do, in a second. Yeah, talk so about we'll, that later. It's the most important... No, it's, it's the most important plot point. I just um, thought it was cool that they put it in there. Yeah. Okay. So, are we ready to spoil this thing? We are ready to spoil it. Let's this. count down, guys. We are going to spoil this movie. There's, like, lots of big stuff in here that you don't want to know if yep. you haven't seen this. Get the phone out of your pocket and pause it. And then close the app or something. We're Just, giving you a warning. This is a big warning. This is bigger than normal. That clock is winding down, Chris. It is yep. going down in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. They acknowledge C-3PO's red arm. Also, Han Solo is dead. Oh my gosh, dude. The Wilhelm scream was when a stormtrooper got killed. Really? It was like in that area where they're in the bay. And I think uh, Finn and... Uh, what's it? What's it? Yeah. No, not Ray. Oh, Finn, Finn and... and- Poe? Yeah. Dameron? Yeah. Wait, you're talking... Wait, what bay? Finn and Poe Dameron Whenever they're shooting. escaping. Uh, yeah. When yeah, yeah, Finn was shooting hilarious. the... Uh, yep. I kind of I remember I remember, remember that moment I remember that moment and I remember thinking that was awesome but I don't remember specifically going oh that was the Wilhelm scream. All right, so, I will say also speaking of something that's a sound effect, there yeah. was a, a moment whenever Han Solo first shows up and he gets into the action, he punches somebody, he runs up and punches somebody, oh, yeah, and it sounds oh, yeah. like an Indiana Jones yep. like you know punch and uh and i think uh ike uh described it as it sounds like he's just punching just a, a big pe- bag of meat yes. you know, just pop you know yes. oh gosh was it awesome. in the hallway in uh in the in that ship yeah okay Dude, awesome the, the, um, the freighter the uh the 
I don't even know what I was going to say. Let's uh, let's start at let's start talking like this time within the spoiler section with the things that we just referenced in the other one while they're still fresh in our mind. So like, yeah, um, you were talking about some practical effects versus special effects. Yeah. So speaking of that scene where you have uh, you meet Han Solo for the first time and he's got the the beasts that he's transporting from one mm, place to mm-hmm. another. Whenever those things get released, they're obviously CG, yeah. and that felt very. Uh, alike some of the prequel stuff like with some of the monsters like whenever you have uh in in the attack of the clones episode two yeah um whenever they release those beasts and all these clones uh or uh, uh all the jedi are in yeah. the uh in in the arena the, the arena and that felt very much like that where the, there's this thing that's hunting you and it's coming around yeah. and it's, it's yeah. crazy and it's it's a big ball of something yeah um <laughs> i also liked whenever raptor it, x whenever is that it, what they're called yeah like, i was like is he seeing raptors raptor x raptor x raptor x i don't Rab-Durax? know there was a couple of moments. They were cool. I'm sorry to interrupt. But where I, there were names of things that I didn't quite catch the first time. And I was yeah. like, that's a weird name. It's because they just rushed by them so fast, man. Yeah, dude. And that's the part of the thing that I love about it because it, it's just totally normal. Because yep. even in that situation, it's not like – I love that it's not like the two characters haven't heard of them. Yeah. You know, it's it's that it's that the, the person who hasn't heard of them – it makes total sense that right. she hasn't heard of him. Ray hasn't heard of him because she's been on Jakku her entire life. Right. And uh, and obviously um, Finn has totally heard of it because yeah. Empire. Dude, what does Finn do like all day in Stormtrooper school? Does he like read all the time? He seemed to know everything about everything. <laughs> that's true. Well, see, that's the other thing I, I did want to talk about a little bit. Uh, we can get into that if you want, where he was uh, snatched away from his his uh, birth parents, and yeah. they basically programmed them um, with the Empire. Brainwashed them. Yeah, and so even to the point where whenever he um, – I wanted to ask you guys, and I'll, I'll have to do it on the second watch like through and, and just determine whenever he – at the very beginning, whenever he mm. wouldn't shoot – Yeah. Um, were they talking about that he was going to get reconditioned after that? No. Or had they said that it had happened before and he got reconditioned then? No, no, no. Wait, I wait. thought that was his first battle. Captain was, yeah. Phasma was he, talking about um, him being recon, uh, you know, uh, assigned to reconditioning or something like that. That that's that's just whenever they snatch you, I think. They no, snatch no, you. No, 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 no. I I think that I think that that first scene that he's in. Right. I think that's literally his first battle. Right. Everybody noticed he that he totally wimped out. Yep. And they're like, we got to recondition this guy. He's oh, okay. such a loser. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I what I thought. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, no, I, no. I, I thought it no, was either right. that or that he had had like his memories wiped and like had well, been reconditioned that's, previously. That's also true as well. Like the right. whole, like, that's why he doesn't know what his name is. Like he, I mean, they snatch you up, brainwash you. You don't know who you are. You're blank slate. They program you how you want. It was RN one two FN FN or but yeah, that, FN. That's the yeah, that's designation right. that the the first order gave it. Right, which I love because we're bringing back some of the clone stuff. Like the uh, clones would have numbers that they would give them. Yeah, they um, were all TK something. Right. But what's interesting is they they said that later they used a TK um, designation mm. later on in the movie. Oh, interesting. Well, I wonder if there's like a, a Rex or somebody running around. That's why I, I was like, is, I wonder if that's an old old stormtrooper. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I didn't know. I, I was on Endor. I fought Ewoks. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I was doing the Ewoks. <laughs> I was in the arena when those Jedi's were there. The uh, and so like, well, he those survived. are the clones. So like, clones are all gone. They all yeah. kicked, got kicked out, as we know from Star Wars Rebels. Well, no, yeah, no, and, no, 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 no. And yeah. They were yeah. all pretty much Wait. out of there by the time uh, A New Hope happened. Well, because so the recent the new season of Star Wars Rebels, um, the the Emperor for some reason. Um, I think it had to do also with the fact that the uh, those clone factories got destroyed, but he ended up not liking using clones, and so they decommissioned all the clones. Well, 
and also near the end of the Clone Wars um, television show, the uh, the clones were degrading. Like they they're right. they were basically going insane. And so part of it was the fact that they were um, the further removed you got from the original source. So yeah. the further you got from Jango Fett's DNA, the weaker. The, the more infused other DNA that they would have to have. So they were becoming, um, they would have wills of their own, basically, and they would uh, order uh, 66. They would, like, basically go insane because they had this embedded in their in their subconscious right. that they didn't know about, and it would, like, generate itself and come out. And so there were a whole series of, uh, of episodes were based around certain clones going insane, and so they were like, well, you know, we, we don't have any more DNA from Django Fett. So we can't really do anything about it, and so that that's a good reason why they would be decommissioned. Yeah. So like they mentioned the clones in this one because they're like, dude, maybe we should have got a clone army. Well, they were saying they were saying that I think Snoke wants to go back to a clone army. Yeah. So I felt like that meant they had the option. I mean, they. I mean, you always have the option. Like, I mean, I forget why they chose Django. But like, you always have the option. Like, hey, like we have the technology to start cloning people again. But I think that um, they had said like, well, this is just not a, a viable option anymore. When, I mean, the thing was, the clones were super expendable, so they didn't care if they were great, you know, fighters right. in yeah. the first place. Like you had the elite fighting groups for sure, but like you didn't really care. Well, they were treated like um, they were treated the same way that that you would treat a uh, a commodity, like where you know there was per- certain people in the Senate the, that were on the planet where they manufacture these clones, right? And they would say, "What we need for those who win the war is more clones because it gets them more money because they right. have to buy more clones from them." And so there's like this whole political struggle where the clones were just these slaves that they had and yeah. they were they were a um, a resource or or a type of currency almost yeah. to to uh the end of the war so this is something that is uh oh go ahead dude there's slaves all over star wars oh, yeah. yeah they're they're all like over. a slave like i was reading some cracked article it's like at least under, under the empire there weren't that many slaves no they no, were dude they were all slaves were. basically that's true I mean, these guys. You know, I wasn't thinking like, about the clones. Those guys were definitely oh, yeah. slaves. Oh yeah. The, well, and even like, uh, even you know, they're kidnapping people off of planets right now, right? So yeah. they're, they're they're kidnapping these people to be their stormtroopers, and so if they're that desperate for mm. uh, for people to join the new order. Obviously, they're thinking about some other better solution, a more sustainable solution for yeah. their highly expendable warriors, basically. Well, um, so there's a couple of things I want to talk about before I forget it because it's getting late. But I just made some connections real fast. <coughs> I, at first, I was wondering, okay, like, why is there no like, why are they called the resistance resisting the first order? Because like, I was kind of like, okay, what's the what's the what's the the political struggle here like? And this is what I think it is. In Aftermath, the book that came just recently came out that um, picks up right after Endor, uh, Mon Mothma t- starts talking about uh, how she thinks um, the best way to proceed forward is to demilitarize everything and have no standing army um, and just get rid of all that, that kind of stuff, which makes no sense because you just defeated the uh, Empire with an army. But um, she is, wants to... Sorry, is Mon Mothma that lady they went and visited? Yeah. Um, the ancient lady? No, no, no. Mon Mothma no. is like the... Uh, she wears. She's in Jedi. She wears white. She has kind of like reddish red, uh, brown hair um, and she's in command. She's the one that comes into the room and is like... We are going to attack the Death Star and the uh, the the Botham spies. Uh, many Botham spies died to 
give us these. Oh, okay. These plans. So yep. in that, she says Sorry, she guys. wants to demilitarize. Because at first I was like, why is there? Why is they calling them the resistance? They're not just like some the army, you know, and like. Because they're obviously they were saying like the they've rebuilt the society they've got a, a new republic they start calling it that in in aftermath as well and now it's just the republic at this point yeah. thirty years later so they have an, a republic that's the official government but I was like where's the army it's because she wanted to demilitarize it was obviously a mistake because it allowed the rise of the uh, first order and uh, oh. this is the resistance and they're saying I think that's what the comments that they are making in the movie were like well who's funding the resistance you know well it's the it's the the government is funding the resistance they're just not doing it officially as a standing army right and so so even in in the end of the uh, whenever they're talking about going to uh, to destroy this sector of the planet right they say, well, I don't think we can take out that whole thing whenever they're looking at the whole planet. Yeah. They say, well, we can't take out the whole thing without the without the Republic's help. Right. Without the Republic fleet, I think is what they said. Oh, okay. so, there's a, um, so there's a so there fleet, is a Republic fleet it's probably still. Just, it's probably just for defense. Right. It's probably just hovering around Coruscant um, to make sure nothing bad happens there. Well, maybe. what? The, the, okay, so the, I thought on this movie, what got destroyed? The, um, whole, the whole planet where the government was. Oh, there were a lot of fancy people that blew up. I, I saw know. that. I, I there were. It there was like Coruscant. a lady walks out of an opera or something. Yeah. Oh, we're but they made the comment like, "Well, if we take this out, this is this will cripple the the uh, the um, the Senate or whatever it is." Yeah, they yeah, were talking so about the Senate. It, it very much might have been the political power, like that that sector. Um, I don't know, man. That's that's interesting. So that's say? the other thing is, where were we in this? Yeah, that's true. Oh, did you notice that Princess Leia is no longer called Princess Leia? She just referred to it as general. Well, right. and she I was would thinking be princess about it. Of what? Yeah, I was like, they blew up the thing she was princess of, yeah. so it kind of blew up her title. Um, yeah, for sure. Millions of voices cried out in agony at the same time. Well, I mean, and this is the thing, you know, at this point, you know, like she's probably like she was princess for what, you know, like twenty years of her life, and now it's thirty years later, so she spent way more time as a general in the army than right. she has as yeah. the princess. So um, that's what more defines her. Although C three PO is still apparently making that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. Well, and even like um, the guy at the very beginning talking to Poe, whenever Poe says something about, yeah, the general, he says, ah, he's like, General A, she's a, still a princess to me or something like She'll that. Queen, be royalty to me. To yeah, me. always be royalty to me. That's it. Yeah. Um, something else I wanted to bring up the practical effects uh, versus the other thing. At the very beginning, we had these, uh, these practical effects. You mentioned you wanted to bring up something about that wasn't a practical effect or the. Oh, it was like the guy who. Gave out like the nutrition packets. Mm. I, I think I thought he, he was. He looked part of it looked fake and part of it didn't. He looked super CG to me, but it he was, could have been a very like a puppet that just didn't convince. me. I think me. it was because he was shiny. He, yeah, looked, he was way too shiny. He looked shiny, and I think that's what made him look CG. But I don't think he was. No, I, I don't think, think he was. Just, you don't think he was? Shiny I makeup. think it might have been a mixture of the two. Like I think could've that been. some of his facial expressions, they might have put a little bit of extra like oomph into them yeah. um, to move the skin and things like that. But I do think that his overall structure was practical. Yeah. Um, other things that were, were really fun to, to watch. There was the uh, where's the the moment that Ray meets BB-8 for the first time. Uh-huh. There's this like thing on a on a like sitting on a big like horse thing, and that thing was like walking really like puppety, and it was it was <laughs> I was like wow they really went all in on the practical effects. Yeah. This is the moment where you go. Thank you, JJ, because yeah. right off the bat, right at the very beginning of the movie, it just rips back the, the it says, this is how this is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, this is not the, the prequels. Well, and I even love, you know, like, so, um, this kind of speaks to the practical effects, effects and the humor. So like at one point, I think BB-8's, you know, 
going by and there's like a sunset or something like that and there's like this guy sticks his head up and he's like bah, 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 bah. Yep. and they're like what, yeah. what is happening right here it's, <laughs> it's like the silly puppets on Tatooine did they use, that always have did they use like the Jim Henson like Muppet shop or I something I think so yeah, the, yeah. The creature and like all shop. the voices were like mm-hmm. yeah the voices were hilarious every time yeah the, uh, oh, there was man. like some bird just banging his head on some oh, kind of was metal awesome. thing <laughs> That was Remember awesome. That? It had like the Muppet <laughs> humor to it, definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, we they, have had a few moments that harken back to the original series too. We had the moment where we have uh, we go into this like it's a basically a bar or a uh, we cantina. Into, yeah, the cantina where yeah. you have this band over in the corner. Awesome. Wait, what do you mean a few moments? It, this whole this whole movie was True. a new hope again. Yeah, even from the very beginning, you know the the uh, the credits scroll back or, or the uh, the opening scroll scrolls back, and you go down and you see a star destroyer uh, yeah, yeah. in a different way. Um, yeah. and, and then someone's on the run from the Jedi, and then you have a piece of information that they want, and then you send it off into a droid. Yeah, and then that person runs into some other people that it's are important, and then they escape and. You know, yeah. there's lots of stuff. Yeah. They blow up uh, like a little. They destroy some village in yeah. the desert. Oh yeah, it's like the the whole thing is just Star Wars again. And it's it's amazing to see those like those beats and those story beats, and that made it so believable t- with these characters. Well, um, I think it, it makes it feel consistent. Uh, it makes the world feel consistent. You know, it's like yeah, that's how the Empire behaved. That's how these guys are behaving. You know, like for sure. It's like who cares about any kind of life? We're just gonna destroy it all. I'm and, not complaining. No, yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm not either. I'm not, I didn't think you were, um, but I think like that's that's the the rationale behind it. And I like, man, I think one of the coolest things was the minute those stormtroopers landed. You're like, holy cow! Like it was creepy as all get out, and um, it felt more realistic than any stormtrooper battle I've seen before. Yeah, yeah the stormtroopers were way more intimidating in this one. Like, yeah. they let them hit stuff. That's true. Like, well, we were talking about earlier uh, before we started recording. Like, yeah, they, they actually, uh, they actually like, could shoot things. And, yeah. Uh, there's, and I think it's probably the new masks. You know, like, the uh, in the first, I remember in A New Hope, whenever uh, Luke is, has that helmet on, he takes it, I can't see anything in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I also love like they, they reference um they reference the the fact that their uh, their army like their stormtrooper army is like the elites or whatever like right, these right. were the best stormtroopers that exist yeah, yeah um and so like that is very much true in the way that they behave and the way that they are um the other thing i like i that we were talking about is the the parallels between this and like the way that they work or uh some of the humor from the Clone Wars. That's right. And uh, like whenever they, uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren's in, in the uh, the room right after Ray escapes, he's just yeah. busting the place up. And they're like, whoa, 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 just turn right back around. <laughs> he's throwing his temper tantrum and the stormtroopers are like, yeah, let's ah. go this way. <laughs> I can't deal with this like right now. Like you can tell that they've seen it before here. and they're just like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Um, <laughs> he's doing that thing again. <laughs> <laughs> the thing where he destroys stuff with his lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. We have I'll to replace that. that terminal. <laughs> Another thing that kind of harkened back to the other ones is like the, the, the way that the Imperial, not Imperial, sorry. First Order um, officers would get scared around Kylo Ren. They're like, oh man, he's going to choke me, isn't he? Right. <laughs> kind of like they would around Darth Vader. Well, yeah. they kind of had a, uh, kind of had a uh, Grand Moff Tarkin uh, character in, um, mm. in what's his Donald name? Donald Gleason's character, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. he was. Dude, I'm going to find his name real quick. I thought he did a great job because I really just effing hated him. <laughs> like, yeah, in, in Ex Machina? Yeah, when oh, he no, was doing his, when he's doing his speech, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I was like, 
I started thinking about like World War Two and stuff. Yes. I'm like, this guy is very like oh my Mussolini gosh. or Hitler esque at this I, point. <laughs> I loved that that whole scene, yeah, because it made it feel like, oh man, these guys are like super bought into this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and they're programmed into it too. You know, True. it's it, it. So uh, his character was General Hux, by General the way. Hux. Um, and I like that we didn't get rid of a lot of like a lot of the 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 bad guys the, a lot of the intimidating bad guys that we had we didn't get rid of them like we didn't kill them um which is which is nice uh tarkin is one of the most intimidating bad guys and one of the worst human beings like in in film um just destroying planets willy-nilly torturing yeah. Princess this Leia. One? well i know but like and so that's what i'm saying is like but then he gets eliminated uh so you have this big triumphant oh yeah at least he's dead you know at the yeah. end of uh, a new hope so that way they hopefully yeah. the audiences will like it and they'd be able to go to the you know do the next movies yeah. um this one because we already know there's going to be more right. it's nice to have these characters who um will hopefully yeah get bigger and badder i will say over the, yes the like that that sur- solves the problem that marvel movies have and that they can just kill off their villains all the time yeah well, Marvel's going to solve it by just having the heroes fight each other. True. That's, I was thinking that as I watched the Civil War <laughs> trailer. I'm like, oh, that fixes all their problems. <laughs> but anyways, like Hux, if, like, I thought it was, his dynamic with Kylo Ren was kind of interesting when compared mm. to like the dynamic between like Darth Vader and mm. Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Tarkin was like totally afraid of Vader, but Hux is just like, dude, I don't... Yeah. So, but I don't Tarkin care. also is the only non-force wielder that can call off uh, Vader, and you investigate a little bit of that in the Clone Wars because they uh, encounter each other in the Clone Wars, and Anakin really respects Tarkin for his uh, military mm-hmm. um, knowledge and the the way that they like deal with each other in the uh, in the yeah. Clone Wars. He respects the fact that he's willing to do whatever it takes right. to create order. Well, there's also a parallel between them too because I think. Tarkin, um, he was all about like the strength of the Death Star. Like we yeah. can solve our problems, we're just relying on what we've built. And Darth Vader was like, "No, don't worry about that. Like you know, like we can take care of this, you know, through the Force." And that's kind of like what was happening with Hux and yeah. Kylo Ren. You know, Hux was just like, "Just let let's just start wiping out some planets, man, with this right. battle station." And uh, Kylo Ren was like, "No, I can do this some other way. Give me more time." And that's yeah, that's shown directly through. Uh, them not picking up the droid, and he's like, "I'll just get it out of this girl's brain." This map, right? And then he fails at it, and Hux is all like, "Dude, you, which you're was stupid, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, you idiot." Yeah, dude, and th- yeah, there's a, an element of loathing between those two characters too. Yeah. You know, between Kylo and Hux, because um, at one element or another, like at, at first, it seemed like, "Oh, Kylo's got the upper hand with uh, the big, you know, the, the big bad or the boss or yeah. whatever." Um, and then it, later on in the film, whenever Kylo had failed to get these yeah. plans and get get BB-8 and failed to get the knowledge out of uh, out of Ray, they went with. Hux's plan. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, we're just whatever works. Let's just do everything. Do you think that uh, that Snoke is actually that big in real life? I don't. No, oh, no. When they first showed him, I was like, geez, they really went like this is a weird decision. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they they have a giant emperor. That's really intimidating. I. But anyways, like the the thing with like, sorry to sorry to backtrack again, but no, like the good. thing with like Hux and Vader, oh, man, I feel like. I feel like part of it's like when uh, Ray kind of gets in uh, Kylo's mind, mm-hmm. she sees that he's afraid that he's not as strong as, as, Vader. as Vader. 
And so you have a figure that is not as, as strong as Vader dealing with somebody who is like Tarkin level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So that kind of like he's it's like a he's weaker in that dynamics and and they made a very big point of him him not being as strong as Vader and like even you know to the point where uh, she points it out like where that that's his fear like yeah. she she said and you know you are afraid that you aren't as strong as Vader so this is this is where I and think that hurt him this to is his core this is what I think is interesting about Kylo Ren uh, it seemed as if his powers were stronger than vader's yeah that's yeah, what i thought for sure but i don't think his mind and his will is as strong as vader's yeah and until now because he has a lot of well maybe he has a lot of doubt well, right we'll talk about that in a second he has a lot of doubt in himself and a lot of um uh a, a lot of fear mm-hmm. and i don't think vader had a lot of that he had anger um constantly like that was his big thing big path to the dark side right um but, uh, like, the way that Kylo Ren had the command of the Force was ridiculous. Like, when he would just freeze people, lock people up, basically, just freeze them. Froze the bolt uh, oh at the very beginning. Gosh, the laser, the, ridiculous. The rifle bolt. It was like... Yeah, that was awesome, the rifle bolt thing. Yeah. But, like, I, I kind of thought, like, Kylo's powers were more centered, less on, like, battle, but, like, I mean, he did, like, awesome battle. Right. But I thought it was like his mind manipulation powers were ridiculous. Oh, he could yeah. just extract information from people. Like, right. I mean, Vader would say things, you know, like your your thoughts betray you. You know, like sister, you have a sister. You know, <laughs> right. And and so like he he was reading people's minds, I guess, a little less overtly. Yeah. Um, so maybe he was more powerful. I don't know in that sense. But okay, like just, yeah. the, just the command of like, because it s- seemed like it would take Vader a second to get. The, he's like, oh, I want to rip that pipe off the wall. Give me two. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Two seconds. I okay, want to force choke you. I want to force choke you. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, dude. Kylo was just like immediate. Like you're 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 done. And he and it would hold. Like I mean, he wouldn't even be holding his hand out. He wouldn't yeah. be like looking like he's exerting any effort. Dude, he, but when, it's just happening. When he knocked Rin out. Yeah. Like, dude, that's he, so crazy. Can dude. you just make people just faint? Just pass out. Yeah, just pass out. Um. So like, the thing about his powers, it seemed like as well, like with the with the mind thing in the Clone Wars. At times, the Jedi would would try to extract information out of various people that they would pick up, but it would take like multiple people to force them to do it. Mm. And so he's obviously got at least the power of a few Jedi. Yeah. Um. But then again, maybe he's doing it in more of a sledgehammer way where, you know, he doesn't care about injuring the people or hurting their brain or, like, mm-hmm. really interfering yeah. in their lives. Whereas oh, yeah, the Jedi would would be able to, like, get around it a little bit. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't hurt anybody. Let's yeah, talk it takes about, more power to have surgical precision. Right. Let's talk about for a second. Um, it's a good time to talk about his lineage. Also, Ray's possible lineage. So Okay. I think it's crazy how powerful he is just because of the fact that he's a Skywalker. It's like, man, freaking Anakin and his midichlorians. Like, that's crazy. That's also why I think that Rey could possibly be Luke's daughter. Yeah. You wonder that because she has these memories and she has this memory of being left on the planet and being told to stay there and wait. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. It, it that that crossed my mind, and then the other thing that like solidified that. Okay, well, I was wondering. Okay, so is, is she a brother with 
uh, Kyla. So she also Leia and, uh, yeah. and Han's I mean, and I, Han's daughter. You wonder that maybe if they, were they twins, blah blah blah, whatever. But Leia had no idea who she was right. whenever she first talked to her. So unless yeah. unless Leia had twins and didn't know she had twins. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you know, she there's had, no way she had this memory of her as a little girl. Uh, saying there and and her um, saying mom come back or whatever and they were like you know and she was crying or whatever it's like Leia would not leave her child like that right and so it's like it, I don't I don't I really honestly like I'm almost 100 percent no I bet money on it that it's not Leia it might be it might be Luke's kid there's some kind of relationship with Kylo there there's a relationship with Kylo I think there is a, I think she's a Skywalker in some way gotta be and and again it goes back to the midi chlorians <laughs> like. For, I, yeah, her force powers are ridiculous, yeah. they, and they rival. I feel like Anakin's at the in Episode One. Whenever he didn't know what the heck he had, you know, like he was super, super like strong with the force, you know, without even right. trying. He didn't know what, what like what was going on. Like she was doing that, like no problem. And you're like, holy cow, yeah, dude. Like with some training, Kylo Ren's like a total bamf, and then she doesn't have any training, and she uh-huh. just like beats the tar out of him pretty yeah. much. Well, I love. I like, mean, after he's injured and stuff, but still, I mean, he's right. like he's a trained. Jedi, yes, to some point, you yeah. know, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and and she calms herself. Like, it's it's like she tur- flips a switch yeah. on him twice, where he's trying to get into her brain, and she gets, and then all of a sudden, she just decides, she just decides, you're not allowed to do this anymore. Yeah, and then flips it on him, and then immediately, whenever she's just she's in this the weak position of of dueling with these lightsabers, and is backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up, right to the precipice, and then. Whenever he says a trigger of like I can train you, she just closes her eyes, decides you can't do this anymore. I'm better than you, mm-hmm. and done. So it's like that force of will where he may not have this um, decisive action where he's not sure of himself. He's not positive of, of yeah. what's happening. He's he doesn't have that Anakin spirit yeah. where it's like oh I know I can do this. Right. She does even to the point where whenever you first encounter her and Finn says. Um, how are we going to get off this thing? Yeah. We need a pilot. And she's like, we have a pilot. And he's like, all right. You know, so there's that, those moments as well, where she, no matter what happens, yeah. she's 100% confident, 100%, uh, you know, full like of, of the force. And she knows what she's got to do. And she just does it. Yeah. Um, well, she, there's no question in her mind. She's whether Han or not it's Solo and Luke Skywalker jammed together. She yeah. is, but so is Anakin. Cause Anakin could fly and was a genius with uh, making things. Remember, he made C three PO. Yeah, he yep. built his own, own pod racer. That's true. Like, he, I she to me parallels Anakin in so many ways. Yeah, dude, and I uh, love it. I, so they're setting up where Kylo is going to be jealous because she's the true heir of Anakin. Maybe, possibly. Yeah, that could. Well, I mean, I, I love the moment whenever he says, "That's my lightsaber." Oh yeah, and he says, "Why don't you?" Finn yells, "Why don't you come and take it from?" Me? And it was so like it's amazing to me how the difference between the Finn fight with a lightsaber and the Ray fight with a lightsaber, um, which gets me into. There are a number of things, but I avoided spoilers forever on this thing. Like, I, I haven't looked at, at a single Star Wars related yeah. article for like the last two months. Yeah. So maybe this stuff was out there, but there were about three things that I didn't know. One, that Ray would have a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. At any point in the movie, I had no idea that she would have a lightsaber. I knew that Finn would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that that was going to happen because in one of the one of the trailers that mm-hmm. happens, um, one of the trailers I watched. And then the second thing was. Hondine had no idea. Well, no one not knew a single that. thing. But then the third we haven't one. We haven't addressed that yet. We're going to so, address that in a second. Oh yeah. So the third thing that I had no idea about was that Luke Skywalker is in two scenes. 
One is a like a, a fake memory that right. Ray has, I and think then it's a real memory. Well, real memory, but a memory that Ray has. Yeah. And then the second is there at the end, right? Whenever he's up on the mountaintop or whatever. Right. And so like those those three things, I had no idea. But they had they had they had Mark Hamill for like there on set for like all yeah. of this. That's my big question right now because I know they shot more stuff than that. I don't know for sure. I say that like I was Maybe there. Maybe they just cut it out. They're like, this is no good. Yeah, Nobody's going to want to see man. this, dude. You just... I mean, so you talk about, like, you talked about it being like an Indiana Jones film. Part of that is because it was a Han Solo film. Like, right, it was that's a, true. It, Han played the part of, uh, of, Kenobi. of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. And, well, well, yeah. and so do you want to dive into that? I, in a second. Okay, so let's, let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. I want to address some of the things that we talked about in the non-spoiler section that we said yeah. we would talk about here. So, well, hang on. Let's keep talking about the, the Luke thing for a second. Ah. Um, yes. Uh, well, so like what I'm curious is, did they shoot all of his scenes for all three movies mm. and, and then like, okay, well that just shows up later. And does that mean he basically plays the Yoda part and just trains her on this Island? That's what I was figuring. Like everybody's kind of just playing a different part in yeah. this. It's possible. In this movie. It's the same Star Wars. Right. I mean, it's yeah. the same universe and you know, it's just like history. If you don't learn from it, it's bound to repeat itself. You know, that some of the thing. parts are kind of split among characters instead right. of just like one direct parallel. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she's kind of Han and Luke, yeah. but then also Finn is kind of Han. Yeah. And, and then Chewbacca po- po po is also Luke as well, like in, in many ways, because he's flying the, the X-Wing fighter. Yeah, I don't know what he is. Like he's not necessarily Luke because he's not like. I thought he was going to be the Han, but then he kind of dropped out. Like what's crazy? I thought so. I think it's just from his the role he played in Ex Machina. I thought there was gonna be more like complexity to his character than just like I'm really good at flying and I'm really happy all the time, you know? Like, but nope. and I'm and I'm bros with Finn, you know? Yeah. What's funny is is that awesome. him, he and Donald Gleason kind of play opposites of their characters in Ex Machina. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Another character that I thought would play a larger role but did not, Captain Phasma. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about her. She was pretty much a pushover. Well, so like, so yeah. you also have like, she's very intimidating, especially early <laughs> yeah. on because it's she's tall. She's, she's ordering she's, Kylo she's Ren around. Tall, she's yeah, Brienne she's of Tarth. Around. Yeah, and it's, it's <laughs> her voice is like distorted and stuff in the helmet. She never takes off the helmet. Yeah, and so you just you think that she's gonna play this big role. You think that she's gonna gonna be um, one of the big bads. Yeah. but it ends up in this movie anyway. Right, that she didn't really play much of a part like she right. just she was a means to an end uh to a certain plot line but she was just kind of there the rest of the time she was just kind of there and then like she gets captured pretty easily yeah um and then they uh totally gun on her convince her to take down the shields to the entire battle station yeah i like, thought she'd give her life to protect the battle too. station no, i was like, like this is she seemed stupid. a lot more dedicated like earlier in the movie she's basically just like every other stormtrooper She's just like, well, I don't just really want to die yeah. <laughs> so much. I guess here, I'll let the shield sound, but you're not going to get away with this. And then this she gets thrown anything. into a trash compactor, which I <laughs> yeah, thought was a great Yeah, they threw her into a trash compactor. <laughs> like, good grief. You just got the equivalent of a swirly in the toilet. <laughs> Dude, I love, okay, so I love how she demands to see Finn's uh, blaster at the beginning, you know, where basically they're going to take his blaster back and identify whether or not he shot a single right. thing out of oh, it. Oh, that was well, the meaning of that. Yeah. Okay. Both her and, so, and Kylo knew, like, he was, oh, there's something up with this guy. Right, and so, like, that's Kylo why. even looked at him, he's like, mm. That's why whenever yeah. Finn breaks uh, Poe out, Poe like he says, "says Are you part of the resistance?" And he yeah. says, "No." And he says, "You know," or he's 
you need a pilot. He's like, I need a pilot. You know, it's because he was getting the heck out of there before they decided to to re uh, recondition him. Right. The the thing. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> he had to get out of there, I, or I he forgot was gone. that. I knew that he was fleeing because he really didn't like what they were doing. But I also didn't think so much that like reconditioning <laughs> is probably very painful. Yeah. <laughs> like he starts off as a coward and becomes a hero, much like how Han kind of starts out as like yeah. hesitant to join in and really pulls and it's through just for the money. And yeah. I love, I love his comment to, uh, to Ray whenever he said, no one's ever looked at me like you looked at me before when, and so whenever yeah. she finds out that he, you know, she thinks that he's a piece of the resistance. She looks at him as if he's a hero. Yeah. She looks at him like that where he's only been looked at with fear or with uh, disgust and anger, you know I mean? Yeah. Or, or whatever. The, um, uh, I, we were talking earlier in the spoiler free section about like uh, the pace of the movie and how everything kind of um, developed quickly, but it didn't feel too quite quick. One of those is the, uh, the rapport and the um, interactions between Poe and Finn, like their relationship develops in like two seconds. They're yeah. Insta bros. Yeah. Yeah. yeah de- <laughs> definitely. Awesome. Wouldn't you be though? If like somebody yes. busted you out from like a situation For of certain sure. death or torture. And and that's what made it feel realistic, and right. it's just like the, the the level of the stakes, and then just the dialogue. It was like very smart writing in terms mm-hmm. of like yeah, he gives him this nickname. He's like, I hate that name. He gives him this nickname, and so then the, you know like he uh, he gives him a couple quick victories, uh, shooting down the uh, the tie fighters and getting away from the uh, the guns. And it's just like all happens within the span of what maybe four minutes, right? And yeah. it's just like this is amazing. I totally see them being friends forever now. Yeah, very good writing because again, you can imagine they say we need these guys to be friends like fast. Yeah, we can't we can't spend too much time. We can't develop as much of a relationship as Finn and Ray mm-hmm. have to over yeah. time. You know, they have to they have to meet and be buddies right off the bat, and yes. they were the perfect people for that, and they scripted it really well. So this movie had a lot of really great, like basically chase scenes. So that was that was kind of one of them. We know they were they were escaping from the uh, the Star Destroyer. Yeah, I loved the escape from Jakku in the Millennium Falcon. That was awesome, especially that maneuver. Like whenever she like uh, gets the uh, the the Millennium Falcon um, <laughs> That's right. at a uh, not parallel. It would be at a, a per- 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 perpendicular yeah. line with the uh, the Tie Fighter, so he could shoot it. Yeah, yeah. she realizes amazing. she realizes it's it's stuck down, you know, yeah. and so she she puts him in that I, position. This is dumb, but I really liked that they had like the Atari graphics console for like <laughs> lining up the shots. Well, oh, that's, like, that's from the original movies. Yeah, it's like the that's <laughs> yeah. the, the aesthetic thing I was talking about earlier. Right. It's like it's yeah. really cool to me. Yeah, yeah. some of the uh, some of the moments that I enjoyed the 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 slower pace, like where you slowed it down, was whenever we got um, we met Han. Right, yeah. so it slows down for a few seconds there while you're kind of figuring this situation out. Um, goes crazy there, and then whenever you get to the planet um, with I'm. Trying Trying to think of the character, uh, Lupita Nyong's character, um, Maz Kanata, the uh, yeah. where she finds the the, the lightsaber. lightsaber. Um, that like slowdown and that breather, like where you're trying to figure out. Finn finally reveals himself as uh, as a stormtrooper. Yeah. And you know that that drama that happens there, where she runs off into the woods, that really helped me to kind of wrap my mind around what was happening. Like yeah. if we hadn't had that. It was like I remember sitting there watching this and thinking, okay, so this happened, then this happened. This, th- how did we yeah. get here? Basically, right. that was a moment for me to look back and say, how did we get right. here? Well, and they were doing a lot of cool things, you know. And le- I need to go back to this and just analyze just the editing in this. But like the couple scenes right before that, they were they were laying the groundwork for 
Ray replacing Han because like whenever right. she figures out how to bypass the uh yeah. um, whatever that was the compressor the compressor and she bypasses that and then like he says he wants to hire her on they're finishing each other's sentences and yes. stuff she he gives her a blaster that looks like a smaller version of his blaster right and you know and and but he still says you have a lot to learn all that kind of stuff and so it's like it's laying a lot of that groundwork and but they do it so quickly and so fluidly that I didn't catch on that that was happening mm. until until I realized crap Han's gonna freaking die yeah yeah that was, so we'll talk about how like so we keep saying that well yeah we'll get there because I want to we'll I like I like that we're kind of walking through the movie right now right um, another thing that I mentioned earlier musically um, mm-hmm. my favorite part of this entire film musically mm-hmm. is the moment whenever uh, you meet Ray the scavenger and mm-hmm. she comes out of the uh, gigantic star destroyer the uh, what do they call it. Oh, the um, Super Star Destroyer. Yeah, the Super Star Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. That, that thing was cool. The, um, the, uh, the sound design in that part was amazing, too. That reminded sure. me of Guardians of the Galaxy. The yeah, Super the, the intro of it, where, like, where, where he's, uh, he's in, in yeah. the temple or whatever. Um, yeah, so then whenever she comes out of it and she's piling all of her stuff onto this sled to slide down, there is a, uh, there's a piano part. It's playing mm. her theme on piano. That's cool. And then it gradually grows from piano as she slides down the it hill into full orchestra. And that was the moment where I realized how different the, the new characters in the soundtrack is, but also how much it harkens back to the original trilogy, like mm. where you have this something small, a small little motif, and then as the, as the scope of something that you're looking at, she's just a scavenger she's just this but then as she slides down you realize the world is a bigger place she's about to get mm-hmm. into this thing the orchestra grows and it just continues to to get bigger and larger yeah. than life um as she slides down this hill yeah you mentioned a couple of things that make me think about true. a couple of stuff um the uh, uh, the scale in this movie there's a sense of largeness of everything is mm. wild like you know you especially in the practical effects like whenever they're her and Finn are running away from the village that's exploding basically and all that kind of stuff there's oh, bombs yeah. going off around them that's all practical like you see them flinching when it happens right and um and just the scale of that because you pull back and you've got like crazy things exploding and burning these giant things just shooting sand away up in the yeah. air like this is insane I remember yeah. an interview reading an interview with uh, with Daisy Ridley and she, she was saying she was like so all of that that's all real whenever we're running through the desert she's like we were out in this hundred and some odd degree weather in this desert and they said you're going to start from here and then you're just going to run at us and yeah. it was like okay do we need it what are we doing here and they're like oh you'll get it yeah. and then as we started to run they would just explode things around us <laughs> and she's like and it's just you're feeling the heat. You feel like you're 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 on fire. Your hair is burning. Whatever you know, you're just running. And so it's. I think think the practical effects really plays into their reactions in that scene. Man, that shot reminds me of. I can't remember which Mission Impossible it is. Which Mission Impossible is Tom Cruise running on the bridge and then he gets knocked into the car like sideways. Oh, man, oh, that's like, all of them. Um, I think that's uh, <laughs> well. I think Tom Cruise does run in all of them. I want to yeah. say that's three, and, and they definitely had some good Tom Cruise running going on. Pretty in sure movie. that's either three, three or four, which was J.J. Abrams. Right. Um, but that's what it reminded me of. Where you're pulling back and tracking with them, yep. and then there's just all this mess going on around them. Except for mm-hmm. Tom Cruise stuff was all CG, and then this is real. Yeah, I think I think for the he gets hit or whatever, they just pulled him with a rope. Oh yeah, they they pull him with a rope, <laughs> and he's like this padded thing that was actually a car. These but. are relatively new actors, so they can't really like. Fight it. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> hey, you're going to run through a field of explosions, okay? Good. Go. Yeah, I dude. don't want to do that. All right. Next actor. <laughs> <laughs> New actor. New person. Get him out. Next. You know? Um, dude, so... The new characters, speaking of the new characters, I really appreciated the fact that we spent so much time with those new characters and setting them up, making it feel good. Because honestly, like 
this movie, like I said, it's, it feels like kind of like a Han Solo movie. Yeah. Um, it, I think it is. It is because, a Han because Solo Daisy movie, yeah. Ridley is Han Solo, right? Also Anakin, right? But you know, and but, Luke. but Han and Solo, Luke. especially from the beginning, she felt She's like everyone. Han Solo. She's the best Jedi ever. She's all of them. Come uh, on. She's gonna be Yoda. She's gonna start saying stuff backwards, <laughs> moving the verb in yeah. the sentences. Uh, yeah, I mean, they they did a great job setting them up. They did a great job establishing who they are as, as characters, and there and there was and there was a uh, growth in them. That is yeah. like not Poe's the exception. Yeah, um, there was growth. <laughs> He's in, a pretty static character. But think about it. Like, I like him though. How many times? Is <laughs> I love it, dude. How many times is there a a change within a villain? In in that we see him go further from the the light side to the dark, you know, like from and a bad to worse situation. Worse, which, which parallels it's interesting. You no, know, he he talks in terms of being tempted by the light side of the force yeah. in the same way Anakin would talk about being tempted by the dark side of the force. Yeah. It's a matter of perspective. It is a matter of perspective. Does but he know was... about like the end of the the old Star Wars movies? <laughs> I, that's why I kept thinking. Like you, you realize did he they, ended up good. Did, did no, they well, not tell you? Good. Did your so, mom and dad not tell you that like? You know, we like. He's him. a force ghost now. You can talk to him if you want. We to. like Darth so Vader. At the they end. tried to explain a little bit of like his history and how he ended up the way he is through uh, a conversation that Han and Leia had right. together, but it was very veiled and very. Uh, well, we saw the kind of in flashbacks too. Right. Well, I mean, and you can't really. You you almost don't. Can't. When Daisy Ridley, or sorry, when uh, Ray hits touches that the uh, lightsaber. Her in the cave scene or yeah. in the tree scene. I it was the, I, that I was like. Remember your failure at the cave. See, it's all the Star Wars <laughs> yeah, combined into one. It is, but like that scene was amazing and great. Like oh, yeah. editing, like I need, I want to go like free, like frame by frame through that and be like, what in the world is all in here? Because yeah. I know, there oh were, yeah, there was a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff in there, and a lot of them I think were like one or two frames. I think there right. was some like Mad Max scenes in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a Mad Max. There's a random Lord of the Rings scene for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Here's JJ, a- JJ threw the monster from Cloverfield in there. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, dude. dude. I bet. <laughs> Why wouldn't the monster from Cloverfield show up in this universe? Dude, he was probably in like the the new Cantina thing. Like, wouldn't if I was JJ Abrams, I'd put the Clover Cloverfield monster in everything. Yes. That's an awesome idea. Oh man, he's dude. gonna hear this and he's gonna wish he did. If he didn't, it's right. probably everywhere. He'll pull a Lucas and he'll go back and put it in the special edition. Of in course. the Senate, there's gonna be <laughs> like a whole like little clove of Cloverfield. Yeah, it's it's gonna be the uh, like you know how there's. Uh, there's the ETs um, yeah. in the Senate from episode two or uh, yeah. episode one. This is going to be the Cloverfield one. Yeah, so it's this is going to be a little a little cubby of Cloverfield. Yeah, it's got to be a gigantic <laughs> floating platform, though. You know, I thought this is uh, a total aside. Uh, one of the credits were rolling. It said uh, voice, uh, the BB-8 voice consultants, and the first one was Bill Hader. Really? Yeah. That's Bill awesome. Hader and somebody else. I don't remember who the other person is. But I'm like, Bill Hader? What? <laughs> He does have like interesting cadences. Well, and they didn't even say like he they did. He didn't do his voice. He just said consultant. Yeah, they're like you need to. So how would you say this? (laughs) You need to pitch it down. Is he sad? (laughs) They did like man. BB Eight was such a good, very expressive. It it blows my mind that it's real. I know. Blows my mind. He's going through the sand, and and it's like you know in your mind that this is a real thing. This exists in our world. Do you remember? So were those parts real? Because like. Yeah. Like there were some parts where I'm like, how did BB-8 get there? Like when she's in the forest, I'm like, 
Uh, BB-8, does, does he see all terrain? Like, I feel yes. like he'd get stuck on a lot of stuff. And... No, so the way that the the weight works in uh, BB-8, I think it can move, like, so it can keep him stationary and then move him up the wall. Like, it's a series of different, like, gyroscopes and weights that are inside of him. So it can, like, go up here, and then it'll gradually go up, up higher and higher and higher, and then it'll lean him on top of a rock. So right. he can climb stairs. It's awesome. That's how, he went, that's how he went down those stairs, and the why he was going down so slow. Yeah. Like, remember when they were That's going... so cool. Yeah. It's weird, I would dude. think it would just be, like, one gyroscope, like, Segway-style kind, right. kind of deal. Well, but you wonder how awesome. many BB-8s they went through as well, because they yeah. threw him around. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? Hang on. I was, was going to say... Um, oh. Was the... Sh- okay, remember the first trailer, and there's the shot of BB-8 rolling, and he's, like, going top speed to the left? Yeah. Yeah. Was that in the movie? No, there's a series of things that from that original tra- trailer, that teaser, that weren't in the movie. Like... Kylo lo- Ren in the forest, grabbing his lightsaber from behind his back, lighting it up. Oh, yeah. Not that, in the movie. That's not in the movie. Dude, I like when they do that stuff because I hate <laughs> I hate when I see stuff from the, the trailer like in the movie. That's crazy. I'm not entirely convinced that some of the uh, the Millennium Falcon, like they, they didn't edit it the same way. Oh, um, they definitely didn't edit it the same way. And then I, I, I don't know that the shot of the X-Wings across the water is the same either. It's not. It's They're different colors. And also, I don't, I'm don't. i not entirely convinced that Poe ever did his wow that he does in the uh, in the trailer. He didn't, he didn't say whoa, I don't yeah. think. But we had that shot. We had that of. shot. Yeah, we had that, we had that classic uh, traditional in the cab. Yeah. You know, that looking shot at the, doesn't really show up. Well, I guess it shows up in, in the first movie. But the, the one that really is really kind of similar to that is the one of the uh, Snowspeeders on Hoth. Yeah. Empire. That's right. But yeah, I mean, we don't, we didn't see a lot of that stuff in that original teaser trailer. We don't see it in this, yeah. which is interesting that, that they would generate this stuff that just they knew would not be in it. Or maybe it just ended up on the editing floor somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kylo Ren was never in the forest with his mask or his hood up. True. And so I don't know. That's interesting. This is like way in a side, but like, did like Oscar Isaac like cut weight for this movie or something? He looks very skinny as yeah, compared was, to like Ex Machina, where he was, he was like kind of bulky. Yeah, well, yeah, he definitely in Ex Machina looked muscular. Looked, yeah, he looks muscular. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, probably. Like, was it like? Did they tell him they're like you know you know Poe's got to hey. be like pretty pretty stringy, man? You right. can't. I mean, so you've also got like I mean, p- actors do this all the time, you know, where they'll they'll put on weight for a certain role and they they'll take off for others. So there's a guy, um, the guy from Heroes. Um, there's some of the smaller oh like, that guy people that have been in other J.J. Abrams projects That's and things like that. I don't usually like him. No, I don't either. Um, <laughs> and I, I honestly kind of didn't like him in this. I, I honestly this movie. like whenever he showed up, I was like, I was eh. like oh gosh, but, this guy, but get out of here. He was he did serve the role of like uh, the. Um, the bigger like fighter pilot. Like right. he, he had that, that cool thing going for him. And in heroes reborn, whenever he shows up in that, that series, he's, he's like gained, gained he was weight. He's kind of like, like the okay. bigger wedge of the, right. I mean, it, which is awesome. Kind of, yeah. I love, he's like the stay on target, you know, stay almost there, you know, that one of, one of my favorite characters. Oh, didn't you guys name this podcast? <laughs> yeah. The, um, uh, Cody, Cody just figured it just out. Figure that out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, like <laughs> way, way in aside, that dude with the cheeks, the cheek, the cheek monster dude, cheek monster. who's a pilot. Are you talking about nub, uh, 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 what is it? Knee nub? Yeah, uh, dude. Like it's I was, a, he's in the he's in the Millennium Falcon with Lando at the end of uh, Jedi. That guy's been like a, a fighter pilot. 
He's only known war for like what 30, 40 years. That's true. How yeah. long can you be a fighter pilot? I don't know. I'm like, this guy's life is hell. He never had like a peace time. Well, like, and I you're felt say- super bumped for him all the time. You're saying that that age that he's still one of your top pilots? No. Yeah. Well, no, no. But you also think like his, I mean, maybe his, in his species. His species. Yeah, I was about to say his uh, species could live a really true. long time. He may have been like. Maybe the equivalent of a ten-year-old whenever he's sitting in the uh, Millennium Falcon, learning from um, from Lando. I mean, Yoda was what do you say nine hundred years yeah. old? You are, and then that one chick good, was like thousand years old. Wait, who was that? Uh, in this movie, the chick who had the cantina-like place. Oh, she was a thousand years old. Well, Han was like. Yeah, she's had this place for like thousands of years. Oh gosh, yeah, you're he right. might have been you know joking around, but, I, but yeah, it's in this universe. You, well, you she don't had know. a statue. Yes, she a, had a statue, statue of herself. Right oh, that whole place was wiped out, man. Um, okay, so what were we talking about right before this? I don't know. I just wanted to talk about cheek monster. Way, here. way took it way aside. Something I do want to bring up: How in the world did we get Luke's uh, original lightsaber back from the Bespin? Right. I I want to I want to know that story as well. Do you think it'll show up in an anthology film? Do you think it maybe shows up in like um, some sort of a comic? She said that's a story for another time, so they'll tell it at some point. So I don't know how they'll tell it. My original thinking, I, I forgot that he that was his original lightsaber. I had originally thought maybe Luke stopped off there and talked to her at some point, but if it's his original lightsaber, that means he didn't have it. Yeah, I mean, and so, so he I wouldn't was, have like just left it there. No, no. He, well, right. remember he got cut off. His hand got, His cut, hand off got yeah. cut off, but and it fell down the the chute with him. And then whenever they like he fell, it also fell. Yeah, like and it fell down to the you know our, so like whatever planet, it was, the so whatever's planet. below surface of the cloud city. Cloud yeah. city yeah. It's a gas planet. Remember, so they're gas yeah. mining. So something I, I did want to mention. I was listening to a podcast with um, Gary Whitta, the the writer of the uh, Rogue One. Um, movie that's coming upcoming movie, uh, Star Wars movie, and he was talking about whenever he was reading a lot for Star Wars, he was reading a book about the making of Star Wars and how whenever they were writing Jedi, there was a, the the writing team for Jedi, and there was uh, Lucas, and there was like the the art director and a bunch of people in the room, right? And they had this moment where they needed Luke to have a lightsaber in Jedi, and so. They were like, but it can't be the same one because he loses it in, in the other one. And we don't want it to feel like, oh, he's got this, his father's lightsaber still. We want, you know. So how do we make people automatically know without telling them that we have a different lightsaber, a new lightsaber? And so that someone was like, well, let's just make it green. And so that's whenever you had the color change mm-hmm. of a lightsaber because before mm-hmm. it was just a white color. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the updates, they made it more of a blue-looking lightsaber. Right, right. Um, and so then that was whenever it switched where it could be – lightsabers could be other colors, could be green. So fun fact there. Purple. Despite, but now that one's back, Chris. Oh, man. Despite their best Anakin's efforts. original one. You just can't get away from him, man. Anakin. That's Dude. the thing. Like as much as we rag on the prequels, like this – like he's still affecting even this movie. You know, like – crazy yeah like kylo ren's like whiny like anakin and kind of a loser yeah well like anakin so this is is, i was thinking about this kylo ren is basically he's almost like he's praying to darth vader anakin could technically communicate with him as a force ghost do you think that's happened Mm. no because anakin went to the light side agreed Maybe Anakin's the one that's pulling him towards the light. There's some really dark yeah. stuff uh, in the Clone Wars later on, though, where you have these force beings, where you have uh, like a light side and a dark side, and they're like the the in between. They're their father, basically. Yeah. Um, 
And so they're pulling in both directions. And Anakin was supposed to replace the father, which would basically balance the force. Um, and he chose not to. He chose to to leave. And then the uh, the dark side killed the sister and killed the father, and like and got trapped in a in a vacuum place. And it basically mirrored what was going to happen to Anakin. That Anakin had chosen not to go after his destiny. He chosen not to save the uh, save the light side of the force. Chose to go off and and you know be all vadery be vadery yeah um yeah. but like so i mean I, you wonder if maybe there's a situation where um there's darker forces that are manipulating anakin in some way or anakin's not his ghost or anything but like his memories mm-hmm. um where they're they're basically faking a vader uh to Kylo Ren. Um, they're trying to play with his emotions, manipulate him into saying, "Hey, Anakin, your your grandfather ended up this way." Yeah. Um, and this is the story. And yeah. and they even talk about uh, uh, Ray even mentions that was real. So it's not like common knowledge that uh, that Luke Skywalker even existed, and it's not even common knowledge about what happened at the end. And I'm not even right. sure if if um, if Leia and Han really know exactly that that Vader went good um, at the end. I mean, I'm sure they do. I'm, 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 that seems like something Luke would have told Leia at least. Um, we still don't know exactly, you know, like because it seemed like things are pretty on pretty good terms with them until you know Kylo Ren went and did his his crazy killy thing, and yeah. uh, then Luke blamed himself and went off into recluse. A couple things there uh, I do want to mention. Let's talk about the map in a second. So remind me. Okay. Um, Gonna write it down so I don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Write it down. What were we talking about two seconds ago? Uh, we were talking about the influence influence of Vader on Kylo. Oh yeah. So, um, oh oh, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Yes, it's okay. But the supreme leader, what is it? Snoke. 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 Okay. Who the hell is this guy? That's the thing. I'm not really sure. There's a reference in the end of Aftermath. Spoilers for Aftermath, the book. But uh, there's a reference in the end of Aftermath. Um, where they reference um, they reference the so that the remnants of the empire are still are trying to figure out what to do. Um, there's still a su- one more superstar destroyer out there. I think this is before Jakku. This is probably what hmm. probably gets destroyed at Jakku. Um, and uh, they um, are about to build a new weapon or something like that. I think yeah. it's probably the Starkiller thing, and they reference someone who is communicating with them about what to do. Think it's Snoke. Don't know who he is in relation to like the Emperor. Like where where did he stand? Like was he just like somebody who like was on he, the sidelines and I, came in? The I was last thinking second? he was the Emperor because he looks like like a be- really crap. beat up looking. Old he looks dude. like he's been through a lot, Chris. So John, there is uh, there is he a, looks like real. There's an expanded universe story about, um, and it re- revolves around a clone that the Emperor had made of himself. Okay. So that after he died, the Emperor was still around via this clone. Whoa. Like, Snoke still, like, he does, you're right, he looks like, he's like this weird kind of like misshapen kind of thing. What if it's just like some kind of clone of the Emperor that gone wrong? He looks like a, a bad guy maybe. from Hellboy. <laughs> Or something yeah. like, or maybe the clone was actually the uh, the one that went to the Death Star and died. 
I, but that wouldn't make any sense why this guy looks wow. like the way he Didn't looks. like Vader yeah. threw the Emperor down that tube or whatever. Yeah. I don't know where the tube went. Maybe it went to a place that grinds you up and makes I mean, you into Snoke. That's, I mean, that's I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible. That, that'd, be, that'd be crazy. That's, um, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, this like, big scar down his head, you know? Yeah. yeah, and so that's possible. It's also possible that he was... Bef- like he, so the theory has been out there um, about Kylo Ren's lightsaber and why the blade would look different, um, why it would be less focused, and the theory is that it would be a older style of lightsaber that it was crafted in a way similar to, or it's from the old republic like so the, the old days there was an interview they somebody has clarif- debunked clarified, that well somebody clarified this in an interview okay. they said it's not an old lightsaber but it's it's built and fashioned like an old lightsaber see so that's what Kylo i'm wondering Ren has made it himself so i'm wondering if maybe this is actually a sith lord of old it's possible who has come out of out of hibernation and come out of hiding or whatever uh from from whenever um darth bane would have killed all of the other sith and yeah. instituted the rule, rule of, of two. two and so maybe this is one that has survived maybe it's darth bane himself maybe you know there's lots of possibilities with that and so maybe that's why he has trained Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren has fashioned a lightsaber that is similar to mm-hmm. something that would have existed in pre, because that's the only way this other person would have known to make the lightsaber. So, uh, like, the, there's a couple things regarding him that I kind of uh, I question. I I want to know the, his motives. Number one, because like the the Emperor, you always knew his motives. His he just wanted power. Yeah, he wanted more and more and more power. And he used the dark side to achieve those ends. Hmm. He didn't. He didn't do what he did for the sole purpose of advancing the dark side. He used it. True. Is what Snoke all about? Like, does he want the same kinds of things, or is he just trying to advance the dark side any way he can? And he's utilizing the military to do that. So, is it the reverse of what the Emperor was doing? So you huh. even have Han who, well, we'll get into this in a second, but right before it happens, Han tells him that Snoke is just going to use you and absorb your power, essentially, make you stronger yeah. so he can absorb your power and use your power for himself. That's and, weird. And so is he just on a quest for... Did he say absorb? For dark side. He didn't... He, he don't I feel like he just said use your power. Yeah, he said use your power. He didn't say absorb. But, he, but. in some way, it, it implied to me that he would use it up until it was gone. I don't know. I, th- I felt like... Well, yeah, I like just like as a would, tool, like a minion I to think, go... Yeah, I felt like he would use him until he was spent, and then you're like, well, then you're, you know, dead. That's kind of what I thought. Like a... That's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. What's What's interesting with that? The other point I was going to make um, is the fact that it seemed like Han and Leia know Snoke, like, know Snoke somehow, and it makes me question: Okay, mm. how did he come into contact with Kylo in the first place? Yeah. Also, is Kylo's na- real name Ben? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ben Solo. So they ben. named him after Ben Solo after uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, dude. That was that was okay. So, do you guys want to get into that right now, or do you guys want to? Um, so, were you going to talk about the influence of uh, of of Vader on Kylo anymore? What, what, no, no. You also what? said map. Map. Where did this map come from? Oh, dude, it's a map. 
Yeah, see, so we were having this discussion after the thing. Uh, with that. Jer- I think, I'm I believe Jared brought it up. Yeah, Jared brought it up. This He's like, thing. why? I'm I like, agree. Yeah, that, why would Luke have a map? Why, why would he have written a map out? <laughs> why would he have written a map out? And why are there just random pieces everywhere? And, like, who goes through that trouble? This is like Zelda level. So you like wonder you get the where does the map come yeah. from? And how did R2 get it in hibernation? Or oh, maybe... yeah. Like, why all of a sudden does R2 wake up and he's like, all of a sudden, oh, I have the pieces, guys. Yeah, so, the technology in this world is weird. I also <laughs> was wondering maybe if R2 just didn't have the uh, didn't have the last bit of it and so he didn't come out of hibernation because he was trying to keep it away well, from other people. Well, C-3PO was all of a sudden he's like, well, you found it? And then it's like, what did he find? I guess he found the rest of the map. But like, well, did he have it in his memory banks? Was he looking for it somewhere else? Like, is he is does he get Wi-Fi now? Well, he yeah. have to plug into anything. Dude, they don't have the internet in this. This most of the time he plugs. The information in, doesn't flow that well plugs, in this universe. Well, it's flowing better. This is why because um, remember whenever they were sitting there and they were like, oh no, the Star Killer's been turned on and we're the target. That was pretty instant. Like yeah, after but it happened. before that they're like. We need like all the information you have on this Star Killer thing. We just right. heard about it. Like they just like they're like barely knew about it, and then they're like, "All right, it's been turned on." <laughs> yeah, that that part was like, hmm. I don't, I don't understand that. But I mean, that's interesting. It's not a big deal. It's something that it's just a movie thing. It's something right. I would like to know, though. I mean, it's something like with the R two thing in the map, and it's something that you wonder if maybe, um, maybe Luke would have left it. Like maybe. So think about um, he was Yoda. like waiting there. But why right. would he hide pieces? I mean, I guess. But think about Yoda, where Yoda was out in the middle of who knows where, and Ben Kenobi's ghost had to tell Luke where he was. Well, I mean, Ben knew where he was. Well, that's the thing. If I'm Luke, like, hey. But who else would so know, so. man? I'm going here. But who else would know? Leia, I mean, especially whenever Kylo Ren is running around the universe, yeah. force stealing people's memories. I, mean, I guess he's hiding technically from Leia and Han anyway, as yeah, well. Yeah, he's he, hiding I mean, from I'm the sure, world. I'm sure he feels bad about it. Well, I mean, and, and not if only he blames that. Himself. Not only that. Yeah, I mean, you have. He's hiding because if he gets taken out, that's that's it. It's over. You know, that's the so he's waiting. In my mind, I feel like he has been there waiting for uh, Ray to come to him. Yeah, he's like he, he just like he's got his back turned all cool, and he's like, <laughs> and then he turns. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like he was shocked to see her. Of Snoke said this he left weird... the breadcrumbs right for a, it's a hero's quest. See, that's Only what a hero I think. can earn. Snoke said this weird thing um, in that he said, you know, right, we, we have to we have to get to uh, to Luke um, because if we don't and the rebels do, then the Jedi will awaken. It's like, what does that mean? Awaken. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a that's a odd question. That's an odd way to put it. He also was looking for the this place, this map. And maybe this map existed before Luke found it. Like maybe Luke found it and then you know went to it and maybe these people found those pieces again mm. because he they referenced that Luke had gone to the Jedi Order's original temple yeah which this the locations on this it was awesome looking. It's somewhere. It's somewhere in Iceland where you can only. Is film. that real? Uh huh. It's real. Oh my god! You I want to live there. That's it's, so it's, cool. It's some ancient like Nordic temple um, th- that you can only film in. Um, I think two months out of the year because the rest of the time it's covered in snow. Wow. And so, like, this is, like, dead of summer, and it's still chilly up there, but, like, the snow's gone. So that part reminded me a lot of some of the uh, the Clone Wars and also Rebels. There's some Rebels moments, like that setting and then going to the, yeah. the, the temple there. There are some moments where they go into temples on um, both uh, the Clone Wars and on um, 
Rebels. And this that setting, it just felt so perfect. And it, it, the, so you you know you just believe it immediately. Yeah. It may not be Iceland. I think it might, might be Greenland. Whatever one is in the middle of the ocean. Oh, okay. Greenland. I think it's Greenland. Yeah. Also, I think Iceland is in the middle of an ocean. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. You guys it's just someplace. lost all your Iceland and Greenland listeners Yeah, I'm sorry, just guys. Now. I apologize. Sorry. Apologize. Sorry. We know you're not the same. Um, so. Yeah. Do you guys want to uncap the, uh, the. Han Solo debacle? The big moment. All right, so let's talk about Han Solo in this movie because we've pretty much ignored him like throughout the. Uh, yeah, for 108 minutes. Yeah. We have ignored Han Solo and his role Elephant in this in film. This um, was basically a Han Solo movie. Um, yeah. And I love how much screen time he, he received. Um, and I love, like, they made him, he's almost like a, another part uh, that also felt like Guardians of the Galaxy was whenever he had those, um, those two uh, bounty, not bounty hunters, those two, like, different people who had loaned him money that he showed yeah. up at the ship. And, like, he's standing in the middle and they're like, about to come get him like this is super guardians of the galaxy and like, such a such a original han solo situation oh, where yeah, greedo sure. comes to get him he's like ah so jabba is looking for yeah. you and he's, he's like, like i've oh. got his money the only thing i i thought at that moment i was like are they gonna go there where han's just gonna shoot these people like yeah. shoot know. first you know <laughs> what if um, shot had or uh what if he had shot first yeah and it just because like it was just right around the uh the time where i think it was whenever they're running onto the millennium falcon um uh, Ray says, "This is the Millennium Falcon. You did the the uh, the castle run in fourteen parsecs." And he goes, "It was twelve. Yeah, and, you know. It's, so there's lots of those throwouts. I love that, you know, that throwbacks. He somehow lost the Millennium Falcon that he's been looking for it. Yeah, and then they finally find it. <laughs> yeah, like, this is amazing. I loved like the lead up to finding the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I I I should have figured it out, but yes. they run by it, and Finn's like, "What about that ship?" And she's like. That's garbage. Yeah, and then you know. when they do finally show it on screen, it's the Millennium Falcon, and, and the yeah, audience yes. is just like, "Oh my god!" Well, there's like tarps hanging off of it and stuff, yeah. and it's just like it looks like it's been used as painter scaffolding or something. You they know? were just not gonna take it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> she's like, "All right, garbage will do." You know, and they yeah. hop in this ship and and take off. It, I don't know, man. And she knew so much about the ship too, so she's she knew that he had put the the compressor on there, and it's yeah. There's it's something amazing. else there too, you know, like with that with the ship. You know, she knew knew how it hadn't flown in a while and all that kind of stuff. It's probably been. I mean, she's been on that planet all her life, so she right. knows like everything that happens. She walks by it all the time. Well, right. and she told him the entire lineage of it that such and such stole it from such and such and such and such stole it from such and such. And, you know, so she knew right. like four or five it's a small owners of yeah, the same it's, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like it's like growing up in a small town. She's like a junker, though. I mean, like of course she would notice that. True. She's been looking at that as long as she's been there. True. True. The um. So Han. Uh, oh, I don't, another thing I want to want to mention the uh, like the one of the the Asian guys in the one of those groups that shows up. He's in the raid. Have you seen the raid? Oh, okay. And uh, he's like this. He has, he's awesome. a great martial um, arts like uh, stunt man. Like he awesome. And I was expecting like I was like, holy cow! Gonna, are we gonna get some crazy like kung fu action in this movie? No, that would have been awesome. Completely maybe they wasted did, his talents. Like- Figure it out. I would. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because he came. He comes through the, like you know. There's a very distinctive kind of like you know uh, kung, kung fu kind of run that you do when everything's just like super exaggerated. And he yeah. was doing that. And I was like, holy cow! He's gonna like jump off a wall and like do all these crazy flips or something like that. And Han's just gonna shoot him. And I was yeah. Like, nope. Like Indiana no, Jones yeah, like style. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like none of that happened. I'm like, ah. Okay. <laughs> this is unrelated to that stuff, but like the the lightsaber battles. I like how they went with the 
like the old style mm-hmm. where they're not like jumping and yeah. flipping around. I did. I like that, but I also kind of missed it. But I get where they're going because, like, I don't. Ray almost that, did. I don't think Kylo. Yeah, she kind of. She almost did. Whenever I, she was climbing up these, like she was struggling a little bit, but it almost feel, felt like she was lighter than she should have been. Right. And whenever she's climbing up, scurrying up some of these uh, these rock formations and jumping across and stuff and, and jumping and I then rolling. I think she's just sure footed, but like that's different from like the spinning climber. She's agile. Right. That would happen with like true. Um, but Anakin and Obi Wan, or like Obi Wan and Darth Maul, like this was not a lightsaber battle on that par at all. Like, and I think it's just because they are untrained individuals. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, you see Kylo Ren when he goes nuts with that thing; he's just banging things around. He's just like, oh, swing it everywhere. Yeah, like they didn't. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say the same thing. Like they're not trained. The Jedi's had like this ancient mm-hmm. martial arts, basically. Mm-hmm. So they, they would be. I mean, able even to flip Luke around. wasn't trained like that, you know. Right. So like, yeah, that's definitely deteriorated. Like Yoda couldn't show him that stuff. He was like nine hundred years old. I mean, there was a shot of Finn whenever he. It reminded me of uh, the way that um, uh, Luke was just banging on Darth Vader's lightsaber right before he cuts right. his arm in the in Return yeah. of the Jedi, yep. and Finn was just like going to town, just banging on that lightsaber. Well, and that's the thing you you can tell like Finn, and I thought at first because we had uh, Finn and Poe together uh, at first, and they were like. They both mentioned, "Oh, I can't believe we did that! I can't believe..." Or no, it was it was Finn and and uh, and Ray. Whenever they come out of the Millennium Falcon, and then both of them were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that! I can't believe I did that too!" Yeah. And I almost thought they were, you know, they're hinting that both of them have the Force, and I imagine they both do have the Force in some way. Um, Who Finn? Yeah, I, I mean, but see, in that scene, Kylo gives them that look. You see the uh, you see the Force versus like the Force with Rey and the way that she was able to just innately handle the lightsaber and handle um, right. Kylo that you did not see with Finn. Finn right. was easily dispatched when with his lightsaber in. He just didn't quite have it together, and and you know we had uh, he was facing the number one Banff. Force user in the galaxy, though. <laughs> I feel like Kylo should have easily destroyed them. Number two. Number two. Snoke number two. Is. It's apparently better. Oh, Snoke. Snoke's not I think, well, I think he thinks he is. I think he totally is. He's like one of those guys that does the lightning thing. Do you remember? Uh, I, was, I was thinking, like, what if <laughs> He's he... He's total emperor. What if he was just one of those guys? Do so you remember in Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader shows up with Luke on the Death Star and... Um, the, he uh, the emperor is just like standing over there, like in the corner with some of his like advisors. Mm, that's right. And he's like, I thought I told. Oh wait, is it then or is it somewhere? Darth Vader shows up. And he's like, I thought I told you to stay on the moon or stay on the ship. Oh. <laughs> he's like, Oh, there's Luke is on the thing. Anyway, sometimes he's over there, you know, yeah, co- like talking quietly with some of his advisors yeah. or something like that. I'm like, what if Snoke's one of those advisors? Well, and also, Palpatine always had a way of. So he always had like a way out because you have yeah. Maul in the first one. Maul gets eliminated, and right. he's like, "Oh, all of a sudden, well, here uh, comes, Dooku. here comes Dooku." You and know, Dooku has this weird robot battle. Who on. was uh, who was Qui Gon Jinn's uh, apprentice? Yeah, uh, Dooku was. Um, Man, and apprentices, they're trouble. Yeah, they are trouble. Yeah. And anyway, and then so then he like he has uh, a Ventress. And then Papatane orders Dooku to eliminate Ventress at some mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's all of this stuff, and it seems like Papatane always has a way out, always has like a, a, right. a B team. That's what I'm saying. Know? What if they just pulled from the expanded universe and this is the clone? Uh, or, this is, or this is one of his advisors. Papatane trains this other person on the side. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Influences them in the, in the way true. of the Force. Yeah, because those, those 
advisors in uh, Return of the Jedi also kind of looked like a weird versions of the uh, the Trade Federation guys. That's right. I mean, it, it could be anybody at this point. One of my favorite lines in Return of the Jedi: "Guards, leave us, dude." Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just looked up a, a theory on the Snoke guy. Yeah. Uh huh. Online. So, so yeah. On the internet. Some people think that he's uh, Darth Plagueis. Yeah, Plagueis. So that's Plagueis. the so that's the one who who supposedly solves immortality. Forever. He yeah. is, he was immortal, but Plagueis the Wise. Plagueis the Wise, but didn't he die? Yeah, he was killed by uh, by Palpatine. Palpatine was his uh, was his apprentice, right? Oh, well, that's what Palpatine used to tell Anakin. Well, I can I can help you, uh, right? Help you save Padme, and then he like does all the stuff for him. He's like, oh, I don't really know that. Right. Sorry. Together, we can unlock the secrets of the. Yeah, I'm the, sure. The sure, force. I'm sure we can figure this out if we put our heads together. Yeah. Basically, is what he says. Um, but then also, uh, Plagueis was uh, Bane's apprentice, Darth right. Bane's apprentice. Yeah. So Darth Bane was the rule of two and killed yeah, all this, the rest. Yeah, this of the is Sith. super intriguing. I like uh, this is another thing for me to, to ponder about while I uh, watch this about ten more times. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to the elephant in the room, the thing that we don't <laughs> want to talk about: the Han Solo death. So Han Solo. Well, let's, let's, let's keep going on Han Solo's road. So uh, like. I really liked how he was. He was a Obi Wan Kenobi kind of person, like yeah. you were saying. You know, like he was the guide kind of in this. The old guy that they kill off. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> although he got a lot more screen time than Obi Wan did. Yeah. True. Um, and so, I totally didn't see. Well, let's, let's back up. So, I really liked you know how they kind of set it up. He he was teaching like the newer characters like what's up. You know the, the like Falcon, Kenobi would do kind of like yeah kind of like Kenobi. Um, he had a lot of information about the like to fill in the gaps too. like right. whenever we would have conversations with people he would talk to them in terms of like okay so this is what happened let me you know right. let me fill you in situationally well and you can tell that he like he has a lot of experience you know because you know especially in in whenever they were uh, trying to figure out what to do about the planet you know like he he was just like well we just blow it up like everything else you know and it's just like right and, like, and he's oh, like yeah, shields right. have to have a way to be taken down yeah and I loved his whole like man we're gonna just like drop in out of hyperspace, um, right underneath their shields. Right. Like, that's insane. He's explaining it to Finn as mm-hmm. they're doing it. Right. I'm like, you wouldn't brief him, like, beforehand? I mean, no, the same reason he wouldn't tell Leia why he did it, you know? Yeah, that's the true. The one thing, okay, so, yeah, let's, uh, and then we go on. I, I totally didn't see his death coming until really? he walked out on the bridge. And I was see? like, oh, no. I thought someone was going to die in that scene because they're going to go in and blow this thing up. I'm like, someone's going to blow, th- blow themselves up. I thought it was going to be Chewbacca, mainly because in the expanded universe, Chewbacca dies pretty quickly after uh, the events of uh, um, Jedi. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, that just kind of makes sense. It seems like Khan is playing an integral role in this story. And uh, the the sad thing is, like, the thing that bums me out, like, this is what bums me out, is the fact that he, we well, now we won't be able to see any of the original cast together. Like, it won't, won't be Han, Luke, and Leia together again. He. He didn't really patch things up with with Leia very well. He, like, I, I thought he did. He did, but like you could tell, like he they, did as much as Han Solo would. That's, yeah, that's I know. true. I know that's true. But like I, I halfway like it looked when they were having a discussion, they were saying like uh, they said something about like um, it almost seemed like he wanted he was about to say I love you, but then he didn't, and you're just like crap. You know, and they're then gonna kiss, and then he's I just wanted like, him to I'm kiss. gonna just go for the hug. I know I wanted him to kiss, and I was like, oh man. And uh, so none of that happened, but he still was trying to, like, you could tell they still cared for each other, because even in the original trilogy, they would argue and argue and argue, and then they would always just, like, right. like hey, I love you. Um, but even in the end, he was trying to do what Leia asked him to do, 
and yeah. bring, his, bring his son Basically, home. Leia got him killed. Basically, yeah. Well, I don't know. Because, I mean, even before that, I'm he was just, saying, I, I, I mean, saw him. You yeah. know, it, it, the idea, it just it weighs on him what Kylo had become and, and what, what their son, Ben. But I don't think he would have gone out there and tried to, to, like, try to, try to, because he was doing, like, word for word, exactly what Leia was like, bring our son home. You know, he was trying to bring him home. Right. He said, come home. And I don't think he would have done that. But he also was, he would have tried anyway. I think. I, think, I feel like he would have. tried. I don't know if he would have tried because that's just not because you think about like he's more of a like just let people do what they want to do kind of guy. Like that's why he was always okay with like. He's kind of like, pragmatic too. That also I could yeah, see what you're saying. Like Leia, like would just like he'd, he'd just be like, well, just fine, go do whatever you want. Then you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's it's that's. Arguable. He was like, ah, Luke couldn't fix him. I probably can't fix him. Right. So, right. Yeah, he wasn't going to try. She's like, but you're dead. And he's like, yeah, that's true. I am. I'm dead. Well, I mean, which is was true. I mean, and that was the that was the decision. And I loved the idea of Poe Dameron saying to his pilots, as long as there's still light, we still have hope. Right. And then immediately whenever there, we're down to the wire, we're down to the decision-making time, the light goes away. Because you could see it was it was obvious on um, Kylo's face. He had half of it was in the red, half of it was in the light, and oh. then the light went away, and it was all red. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever he made his decision. That's whenever oh, that's he, pretty good. he pulled the trigger on all of it. Um, and so the way it was done was was great. I also I don't know I I saw it coming. Uh, I I have from to say, what point though? It, earlier earlier on, I was like, it seems like we're saying goodbye to Han in some way. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, like it was, it was whenever, um, whenever he was initially talking to uh, Ray, and he gave her the blaster outside the thing, and he was like, "Hey, you want to come and be a part of my ship, um, be a part of my crew?" That was the moment where I was like, "Oh no, Th- you know, this doesn't, this doesn't sound like something that Han would say." Han is, you know, it seems like we're... But he was older, though, and he's a lot more... He's, I know. He's a lot softer now. I know, but it's it, it, that was the moment where I was like, I think this might be the the saying goodbye to Han in some way. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe he would get captured. I thought maybe something like that would happen. Yeah. But I didn't, Carbonite. you know... I, did, I really didn't know, like, what was going to exactly happen to him, but I, that was the moment where I was like... But you thought it, something bad. Right. I thought something, die, something, but... something bad is going to happen because it feels like we're saying goodbye to Han Solo. Yeah. Because... It, even earlier than that, it was we were setting her up as you know being able to help out in the uh, yeah. in the in Millennium Falcon, and that that connected with me there. I was like, that seems like it's 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 weird with this. Right. He's being all I mean, emotional could, about but I it. Could, I could totally like the way that I mean the way I interpreted that was not like say something's bad going to happen, but like hey, we're passing the torch kind of a thing. Like I mean, I knew yeah. that was going to have to happen anyway, so well, I was yeah. like, okay, this is this is happening out of necessity, right? Um, not that hey, we're going to lo- so this is this is what sucked. Okay, for me, and this is why like. I need to watch it again with different, like knowing that that happened because literally the rest of the movie wasn't necessarily ruined, but it was jaded by that moment. Cause like we have this huge, like sh- what it doesn't, we didn't end on a celebratory note. Yeah. We got rid of the, the, right. uh, the big thing, but yeah, none of the bad guys are taken out. We didn't get rid of, um, uh, uh, uh Hux. We didn't get rid of maybe Phasma. I don't know if Phasma got away or not. Now we really um, didn't save anybody either, no. other than ourselves. We, well, we saved the the all the uh, the resistance from getting destroyed, right? But like, but yeah, but we blew up. I mean, we basically killed Han in the process. Like this thing, we're, we should be happy that they just uh, blew up this big planet uh, weapon thing. But I'm not because I am super sad that 
Han Solo just died. I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh man, they're all celebrating, but I'm like, they didn't really care about Han that much. He was just like a, like we just see, we see these characters as larger than life, but they're just like other soldiers, right? Like, well, I mean, they, like that's like one. They lost like one dude to save everybody, right? Right. Which, well, and you see, you see Leia uh, mourning in her way. Um, yeah, she just kind of. Like, you see how it affects the people that are that were friends with him. Yeah. Um, that were in that immediate circle of people, and so that was that was just as heartbreaking. You're right because you have this moment of the world moves on. You know, the world yeah. is going on without yeah. without Han, and it doesn't seem like it should. And yeah, the rest of you know, I, I still was able to get into the emotions of the uh, the battle between Kylo and uh, Finn. Yeah, that and for then sure. Battle yeah. of Kylo and then Rey because you wanted you wanted that that moment where somebody. Somebody beats him, or somebody yeah. somebody takes him down a notch. You know where yeah. where he feels like he has just achieved the last barrier on his road to darkness, and somebody needs to put him in his place. Yeah. And so that happening, like you're super invested in that. But I agree with that. I, like my mine specifically is like the celebration after they like just, they right. they destroy the whole like weapon. And it's just like man, I just can't. I mean, the entire time it's exploding, I'm just thinking, man, freaking Han Solo's in there. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, and and even. He is super dead. He yeah, is he's not coming he's back. Definitely dead now. Yeah. Like if, no... they, if they were thinking about pulling a Darth Maul and bringing him back, can't anymore. Right? Nah, he's super duper dead. So, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that Chewy side had of to it. Hit the button too. I know. Effed up, dude. I know. Sorry. Well, Chewie had to. I mean, he was. He's, yeah. It was either that or everyone else died too. Yeah. Chewie, Chewie's also a pragmatist. He's just well, and also he figures. Hopefully Kylo gets blown up in the process. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm hopefully che- revenge. You know, Chewie had no love for Kylo. Anyway. Nope. Chewie shot Kylo. Well, yeah, Chewie shot Kylo. This is the thing. I super hate Kylo right now. Like he's I'm such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and, patricide. And, and he it's, killed his it's, father. It's no. annoying that he has like he has all these temper tantrums and stuff. Oh, and it's gosh. just like, and then he goes and does something like this. But that's super like Anakin too. It is where it's like this yeah. is just. This is just annoying. Like you're just an annoying guy who did something really terrible, and you're evil now. Yeah, like he you was, are forever evil. To he me. was like at the beginning of the movie, though. Yeah, very intimidating. I was like, oh, this is super. Well, he's, BA. he's still intimidating. I mean, he's I was very just, intimidating. Like they've made him into a villain on the level. Like maybe not. Like, he doesn't compare necessarily, but like on the level, like I want him to just die. Like, yeah. Is I mean, just get rid of the guy, dude. I, I, mean, never, I don't even want him to like come back over to the light side. No. Just kill him. You don't, never, want, you don't even want to have like a dramatic like oh, I'm dying death. You just no. want him just to disappear. Yeah, you know, just all of a sudden, next one, Dead. some shit blows up that he's in. Oh, yeah. darn. Yep. I Oops. never wanted Vader to die though. Like exactly. Vader was always right. my favorite. Exactly, because uh, he was. I don't know. There were there were parts of him that were appealing, and um, I think that 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 just goes to like there was always this even in the original trilogy there was always this duality with invader slash anakin where it's like he's there there was good a good part of him and a dark a dark part of him yeah whenever he he says i felt a presence that i haven't felt since yep and then he kind of wanders off by himself Mm -hmm. and like that from that minute you're like you're like oh he's he's (laughs) contemplative he's evil but he's contemplative (laughs) just like me you know so but you know kylo it seems like 
Oh, I remember that. It was a nice day. <laughs> uh, since since uh, since that burning, you it know, lava. Fire whenever I, I almost died, and he almost killed me, uh, and stole my lightsaber. <laughs> oh man, when I got my body chopped off. Yeah, oh, gosh, dude, oh, <laughs> like God, all yeah. my limbs. It's the worst. That's like, that's like the worst. The, it's the worst day, day ever. It's the you ultimate trying things. Oh, there goes my arm. Well, so there's my other arm. I'm gonna leap and, at you. Here's my and legs. And even that, like whenever he wakes it's like up, like the thing from Monty Python, the the Black Knight. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and whenever he wakes up from, flesh wound. from his surgery, he finds out that the love of his life, the reason that he turns to the dark side, right. is just gone, dead. Yeah, it's just right. a really bad that you day killed for that her. Guy. That that goes back to like uh, you know that's that's why you know Anakin turns to the dark side, you know, and all that kind of stuff like that. What is the motivation for for Kylo Ren? Like, what does he think he's bringing back, or what does he think that Darth Vader? didn't get to finish, you know, like he's like, I'm going to finish what you started. What did he start that you think he didn't finish? You know, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a really good question. So that's the, what I think they need to do. The next film is really set up and give us a reason to, both like and dislike Kylo in some way. Because then this one, you go through, oh my gosh, this guy's super intimidating. And then you go into, oh, he's he's tormented and, and maybe there's some good in him. And then in the yeah. final moments of this thing, you just decide that you really don't like yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, I think we will because, you know, who's the best person right now to explain what exactly happened with Kylo? It would be Luke. For sure. Because he was there and saw it firsthand. For sure. And we got no screen time with him this time. So... The Han Solo death. Yeah. That is the one thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. Every other thing, every other moment, every other question, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with. Everything mm-hmm. about it is – and so the only thing that I can say is like I don't know yet. I don't know about that moment. I don't know how I feel about I it. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was necessary and I don't know if it was if it was a – I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I think that it's – it's making the movie worse in my mind just because of my emotional connection to that character. Whereas you think about something like we've talked about whenever we reviewed Mockingjay, right? The movie leaves you with a weird feeling. Yeah. The movie leaves you with a feeling that you don't really enjoy or expect or expect. And then also, uh, it it presents a version of life. It presents a, a version of the world that you may not agree with that, that things, you know, just happen. Yeah, and this is similar in that way where I don't know that I dislike it, and it, and I don't know that I I like it. It's just it is, yeah. and I I my emotions say I don't want that to be what the world is like. I don't right. want that to be what Star Wars is is like. I don't want that to be what my you know these things are. But right. on the other hand, I think it's a uh, it's a bold move and it's a respectable piece of art. There, okay, so there are these. It's are appropriate. Th- Let's, I'm gonna I'm gonna work through my various thoughts on this, and then Cody, we can move to you and your various thoughts. Um, oh, I see. I don't like it either. Yes, it's because of my emotional connection to Han Solo. Um, I like he's probably my favorite character from the entire series, and yeah. that's been since I saw saw the movies the first time. So like we're talking, you know, twenty plus years at this point, where it's like I've loved Han Solo, and now you just killed Han Solo. And uh, I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, so there's there's definitely that. Um, and yes, it does kind of like taint the 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 feeling I get from the movie. And I definitely like whenever the the credits are rolling, I'm just like I am not happy. 
I'm not happy. <laughs> not because it wasn't a good movie, but because they killed Han Solo. I'm not happy. And so there's that whole feeling. Yeah. You know, in terms of like, is this, you know, what the world is like? I, I'm a little jaded because, like, you know, you watch like Game of Thrones and stuff like that, and like, yeah, just everyone dies. And, you know, I kind of get used to that kind of stuff where it's like, you mean your freaking favorite character is dead. And you're just like, well, why? Right. Uh, and then I don't like it, you know, like, yeah, I don't want it to be Star Wars, but it already is Star Wars because think about if we had grown up and saw the prequels first and your favorite character right. was Obi-Wan. Right. And then you also watched all of the Clone Wars and your favorite character was Obi-Wan. And then you watch A New Hope. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're like, be a real just killed Obi-Wan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that guy's and then, really important. And then you even talk about, <laughs> He's been like, in everything. Yeah, which, yeah he's, he's been it's in like the, the main whole character. time. He's the, what the whole series is about. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and even even Anakin, you know, you can you can say the same about Anakin. Where oh, and I like, don't think I'd ever say Anakin was ever my favorite character. Right, but you could say the same about him. The same kind of dark end and the same kind of pointless ending, where it's like he turned to the dark side and then he was this evil bad guy. But then what? Whatever came of that, mm-hmm. you know, not much. You know, he was terrorizing or whatever, but he was always the second bad guy. He wasn't ever True. the the mastermind. He never really achieved any goal. And then he just dies. Or if, and then, or if Vader had to turn the yearly goals to the uh, annual goal setting with, yeah. with the Emperor. The only one that really gets a a solid death, a solid end so far in this entire series has been Yoda. Where True. you go from this, you know, he's uh, he makes his mistakes early on with Anakin. He doesn't, you know, see what's going to happen. And he totally misses the Emperor all along the way for yeah. years and years and years and years. And then... And in the end, he goes off into retirement, trains Luke, the new hope, mm-hmm. and you know, then he then he dies. Right. And so he's achieved something in his well, lifetime. Well, then he's also had nine hundred years to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so, and so I don't know. It's like you you can pick a piece of where of where to start and where to end in yeah. the Star Wars uh, universe, and you can get it either way. And so. This is just another one of those times where this was not a satisfying thing. This was a thing where you feel like they just took something away from you. Well, that's why, and that's why I'm saying, uh, no, you're fine. That's why I'm saying, uh, I just, it just, it, it, it colored the whole rest of the movie and the whole feeling that I got as a whole in a way that I didn't think I was going to walk out of the theater feeling. Hmm. Um, and so I think in 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 some way like my expectations were a lot different than like I thought it would be like yes joyous you know kind of like end of the, the new hope you've destroyed the Death Star everything's yep. cool you know, like super super happy no <laughs> none of that and I think it a part of it's that it happened so close to the end but I'm also glad we got so much time with Han Solo right I think the other part of it is there wasn't really any kind of resolution because we still didn't really take care of Kylo Ren. Um, no. We, uh, in fact, in fact, this was a bad to worse to worse situation because now he's, he's, uh, gone through mm. the Anakin, uh, the Anakin getting beat on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. He's gone through that torturous process of mm. becoming, uh, of, of basically rending every light piece of himself, every yeah. historical light, uh, product other than Leia, yeah. um, and potentially Luke as well from his life. And yeah. now... Well, I, th- I think I think the other thing that makes you know like it's you compared it to Yoda. Yoda kind of like whenever he died, it was more of a you know you didn't know the outcome yet, and right. Um, and, but it seemed like it was kind of trending in his direction. And this like Han Solo did not succeed in what he was trying to do at the at that moment. No, you know, and it's like that's you know that's not the Han Solo that 
I that I remember or want to remember is the Han Solo, the Han Solo the failure. <laughs> you know, uh, I think it was. I think Han Solo's death was a good death. It was a heroic death. It was. It was heroic. Yeah. He chose to believe in somebody else. Yeah. Being better than what he thought they could be. True. Which is very anti Han Solo. True. And, and he chose to he chose to risk his life knowing he would probably die to save his son, which is like an ultimately heroic death. It True. Is. I thought it was it's like the ultimate arc of Han Solo to go from a person who's just very pragmatic mm. and doubtful of everybody to very hopeful that he could change somebody for the better and see something good in somebody. This is a this is not a Han that shot first. Right. At this point. He's changed True. over time. True. I, I mean, think, I agree with all that. Yeah, it I makes mean, perfect sense. And 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 I, and I you put it very eloquently. You're just bummed because your favorite character died. Yep. But I think it was appropriate. Also, it could be metaphorical because, like, I felt like it's it's kind of like it makes the stakes kind of high because when Han Solo's around, he's kind of like a parent or something. You you're like everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. But if Han Solo dies, you're like, mm-hmm. all right, they're 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 in for it. The like, rules are broken. That's true. I mean, because and, and you think about why this that's, is their time to be to be the heroes because they have no heroes to depend on. Right. You think about why that's the case. Like in the first movie, when all everything's at its darkest, Darth Vader's about to kill Luke before he shoots you know the Death Star down. Who comes in and saves the day? It's Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. And, you know, like he got them off of Tatooine in the first place. Right. And in this in the second movie, um, who comes up with the plan, uh, even though it ends up being like a trap, but who comes up with the plan on where to hide um, to get away from uh, the, the Empire? Who and go to initially City. saves Luke's life from the Wampa. Who saves Luke's life from the Wampa. And puts him in a, in a uh, tauntaun. Yep. He's the eagles from Lord of the Rings, man. He, he's the he he's the guy who comes and fixes everything. Yeah. And if that guy's dead, yep. everything's out the window. True. I mean, then, then, and then you're right. You're dead on. That's why Han Solo is like... He had to die. I mean, yeah. I mean, in order to, to raise the stakes and to make everything just like crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. so that's what's nuts right now at this point. Like, we can talk about... Well, yeah, we'll finish this in a second. But yeah, like, that's who he is. And so whenever he's gone, it's just like, I don't even know. Yeah. Also, it's J.J. Abrams saying... Bye bye, old Star Wars. We're literally <laughs> killing you. So for the new Star Wars, so I'm just thinking about, about this that, though. But... Like, there's been interviews with lots of people in Hollywood, and even he said, like, before he screened this movie to um, the Disney people, uh, all the Disney executives, mm-hmm. he said that he was the most nervous he's ever been in his mm-hmm. entire life before like screening something. And then they screened it; they all loved it. And then, well, I mean, they printed it. And then, so. He also was very nervous about how the fans would take this movie and, and whether or not, you know, he was like this. I realize this is different than Star Trek. Yeah, this is this is not the same. This is very different. Yeah, you... And and he's like, I'm messing with things here. And he ultimately messed with something. And I'm wondering, like we look at the video that you showed me two weeks ago. I think we were going to mention it on the podcast. We didn't mention it. We should share it on the, uh, at stay on target podcast.com, yeah. um, of the premiere of episode one oh, yeah. at the end. They, there was a news crew, a local news crew looked like that they had basically taken interviews of people coming out of the theaters and everyone was, Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's amazing. It's going to be the best movie of all time, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then over time, that has worn off, and a lot of people are very anti-episode one and anti-prequels mm-hmm. altogether. Um, 
So I think the, what's the benefit of time going to do to this? And I, th- mm-hmm. I think it it can go either way. It, it really is. A, it's a it's a coin flip with with just the the psyche and whatever of of all of the the Star Wars loving public. And I think it depends on where it goes. Like you know, how, what do the the next two installments look like? If they don't go the way that we that I if if they also introduce things like this, where it's just like, man, we are just like killing everyone i think it i think it has i think it'll last it has that classic like lucas spielberg feel of like all the movies that i'll go back and watch again it does yeah it's it's like it's that classic adventure can't lose back to the future kind of thing yeah i mean and then so i just wonder how how will jj abrams which he's not directing the next one um but how will jj abrams installment in this universe you know he's the one it, of all the directors that, that did something to Star Wars, he's the one who killed Han Solo. Yeah. He's the one who wrote it. He's the one who had blacked out windows whenever he was working on the script for the thing. And he's the one who killed Han Solo. And it, like, so I just wonder how that'll be reflected in history. I, I love J.J. Abrams. I love m- pretty much everything that he's uh, done. Um, and so this is one that I, I just have to think about for a minute. Like, I love yeah. the movie. It's a great movie. I, I think... It just gives me complex emotions and complex feelings mm. where you love every bit of it, but there's something in it that you're just like, man, I I just don't want that to be true. It adds I don't to the want, conflict. It, I know it does. It does. You I know it does. How can you redeem conflict? Which is why I say I love, I love the fact that it's like a big – like it's a big, gigantic, amazing piece of art yes. where you look at it and you're like, this is – this is together. It's all well-structured. It's, it makes sense. It's, it's, it's perfectly placed, but – I just there's one thing about it that is I just don't I I would I wouldn't have done that it's or I wouldn't have chosen what, what that. What would he do if he was still in the movie? Like after they'd have to write around it and stuff. I feel like it was like the right choice. Yeah, writing wise, oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure Plot it is. Too. But, but like so I compare it to like it's the same feeling I got and it's, it's multiplied a hundred times more right now for this. But it's the same feeling I had whenever I read the Lord of the Rings for the first time and Gandalf died. Yeah, and he dies fighting the Balrog. Because it's the same situation where he's the guy, like, if he's around, everything's okay. Especially because yeah. you, you read The Hobbit first, too. I read The Hobbit first, yes. Yeah, yeah, so I read yeah, The yeah. Hobbit and then hit, hit up The Lord of the Rings, and you're just like, holy cow, yep. freaking Gandalf Yeah, just that died. was like a depressing moment yeah. to yes. read that. You're like, dude, I don't even want to read this anymore. Yeah, you want to put it down. And that's the way I it's feel like, right now. It's like hearing a relative died or something, yeah. like, a, like a treasured... Yeah. Yeah, that's the way. Uh, that's exactly the same feeling for both of these, and like what I'm comparing it to. And sure. yes, I love Lord of the Rings, and I love I'm 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 you know like uh, I'm I'm glad that that happened. That was the right choice, and I'm sure this um, will hopefully end up the same way. But it's like I just still like in the moment do not like it. You know. Yeah. Whenever so whenever or, I realized yeah. that something was going to happen to Han, and I was saying goodbye to him, it it softened the blow of that scene. So like, I wasn't so emotional about that scene whenever it happened because I, I, I had sort of seen it coming where so like, like, I didn't see it coming. And so it all hit me right in that scene. And I was like, mm. Oh my God. Like gosh. a gut punch, dude. Yeah, dude. Mm. You didn't see it coming at all. Not until he, like whenever he started walking out there and I'm okay. like, something bad's going to happen. Well, cause like, even this is like bad. everyone's watching him. Yeah. Like yeah. this is bad. And like, even if they were to walk away from it, like, the stormtroopers would still be like, "Ah, oh, we gotta kill this guy." I know, right? There's yeah. no way out. There's, at that yeah, there, point. W- there wasn't any any way out. As soon as he stepped foot on it, there wasn't a way out. And I was just like, "Man, this is just awful." Yeah, 
I mean, and so even to the point of whenever he was saying goodbye to Leia, I was like, this is probably it. Yeah. And then even to the point whenever she says bring her, bring him home, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense that with the way that things have been going and the 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 conversations you've been having and and Kylo as a character, it just makes sense. And so whenever that happened, it, it I I really didn't get him like I wasn't I I wasn't either positively uh, I wasn't like oh yeah this is a beautiful scene blah blah, blah. I was just kind of like all right, well now it happens and just, you just wait for it. Yeah. You know, and that, that's like a weird, it's a weird thing to be sitting in a, in star Wars and just be like waiting for the inevitable, horrible thing to happen, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's, it's a unique thing that I have not experienced in a lot of other, other movies, you know? And so that's one reason why I, I lean towards like my brain likes it. My brain likes the fact that, hey, this was, you know, this was in there and this is, like I said, it's a great piece of art, but it's my heart and my, my emotions are just kind of like, ooh, man, they just killed Han Solo. I just realized something that's kind of messed up. They named Kylo Ben after the guy who pretty much maimed Kylo's hero. I'm just like putting this together. Yeah. And he changes his name to Kylo that's Ren. That's why he changed his name. Because he's... The Knights of Ren or whatever. Yeah. I didn't explain so he probably that. hates that he was named Ben. Probably. I don't yeah. know, man. It just adds oh. another layer. To it does. This. Yeah. It the- does. <sighs> Holy cow! Yeah, because I mean, they named him. So they named him Ben after Obi Wan Kenobi, um, yeah. who dies in the first uh, who, A New Hope, the first of the trilogy, and then the guy whose name kills. The, the Ben Kenobi, uh, of, the this ben Kenobi of this trilogy, essentially, you know, like if you were just to start on this trilogy, that would be the moment, you know, this is the Ben Kenobi of this trilogy. And so you just named him after the last, you know, the, the last Ben Kenobi of it. I don't know. Yeah. It's I, mean, I, need to go, I need to go watch this again, you know, like and, and experience the end, knowing that that's happening being, and be able to like experience it emotionally in a different way, you know? Yeah. All right, so let's go back to positive, positive things. Well, let's, uh, well, let's just, we're almost at the end of the movie, so let's just keep okay. talking. You know, so, you. Like, so the, uh, you know, basically where we're leaving things, first of all, we go find, uh, we use that mysterious map to go find Luke Skywalker. And uh, what was hilarious was uh, I was in such shock, like, and I, I wasn't, like, really even taking into account, like, how much time had passed, like, how long this movie was had been going on for. But he, t- whenever he starts turning around, like, in my mind, I'm like, well, we should logically have about an hour left in this movie or something like that because we just found Luke Skywalker and something's got to happen. Yeah. No. I didn't see that in, like, this credits roll. I'm like, oh, Well, if it gosh, was a Ben Kenobi credits. moment. So Ben Kenobi dies fairly early in, uh, right. in A New Hope, and then you go and, you know, you're, you're depressed about it and you're sad about it, but then they come back and they beat them, you yeah. know? And so you kind of expect something to happen at the yeah. end here. But, like, yeah, I mean, whenever he turns around, I, the, the perfect moment is whenever he's kind of staring down that lightsaber thinking, what the heck? You've brought a ghost from my past to haunt me. And, you know, it's just, I, I think he, he turns around expecting to see her, it seemed like. Yeah. But then whenever she pulls out the lightsaber, the look on his face transitions to something of, like, shock. Yeah. And and some, on some level, I perceived a little bit of, like, horror or, you know, just a a, a fear of sorts. Well, I, like, I, my big question is, like, how, what's his state of mind right now? Because if... Leia could feel Han dying. I'm sure he felt Han dying. I'm sure he also, like, if, if Obi-Wan can feel a great disturbance in the Force when Alderaan is destroyed, they just destroyed, what was it, like, 
a bunch Five of moons planets. and a planet. Yeah. Oh, it was a bunch of planets. It was it was planets and a moon. Yeah, so like oh, all okay. of them. It was it was a it was a system. They destroyed a whole system. Then I'm sure Luke felt that for sure. So he like he's. He's, oh, maybe that's why he's expecting. Uh huh. And then I'm sure he felt whatever happened there on, or whenever they destroyed the weapon, because there's a lot of people on that too. Yeah. And uh, so, like, he knows something's going on. And right. what's which, and that's why I ask about his state of mind, because the Luke Skywalker we know is the same Luke Skywalker who leaves his training on Dagobah with Yoda to go save his friends. You know, he's yeah. a man of action. He's a man of like, I have to go do this. And this. Luke is not that person. Yeah, he's the, I'm going to wait on top of this mountain until somebody comes and gets me. Right. Um, Which could be a piece of him being stronger in the Force. I mean, honestly, the restraint of the Jedi was a big thing. Right. Especially in the early trilogy, they gave all, all of that up whenever they went to war, basically. And they reference it many times in the Clone Wars where... They talk about that the Jedi has the Jedi Order lost its way because it's not waiting. It's not. It's not being patient, or it's not you know training people. And it, it, so there's there's these this duality of the uh, of the Jedi Order where they kind of lost their way in the prequels. Um, and Yoda goes away, and and Ben goes away. Oh, Obi Wan goes away, and they kind of get that back. They get that that solid base of. We are just here. We're existing. We're communing with the force. We're training our minds and uh, and to be patient. So he, you know, the the distress on his face could be all of the restraint that he's showing to not fly off this rock and go show Kylo Ren who's boss. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's the other thing about the end of this thing. Like, where do we go from here? Do we open up the next movie with a training sequence? You know, Rocky style. Do we? I mean. Where do we pick up? What what's the next step? We mentioned the clone army. Did they get a bunch of clones um, for the the first order? I, I, I just mean, I don't think know. The, you know, the next step from here, like obviously, we talked about like where we learn a lot more of Kylo Ren's backstory from Luke. Probably um, does Luke come back? I don't know. Like, does he come? I mean, he's got who knows, dude. Luke's afraid to get involved because like he basically is a nuclear weapon. He thinks he screwed up before, and like he's he creates other like extremely important chess pieces mm. and he does he can't determine what side they go to he just doesn't want to he's like ah, yeah screw this up yeah maybe we just don't need jedi or sith or anything he's afraid to well and if you think about okay so he probably would have made mistakes because he was trained so short for such a short period of time because and pretty he much was, wasn't trained he was old as well like he yeah. was he was an adult well, by the, the time he was trained, they, and so you have you have in the in the prequel trilogy, they talk about Anakin being too old, and he's ten years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. They train them for years and years. They give them a Padawan. They you know they have them train other people before they uh, right. make them Jedi Knights. Before they put them in charge of entire large groups of people, and all of a sudden at the end of Jedi, Luke is in charge of every force wielder in the universe, mm-hmm. you know, and that just seems like a lot for someone who has no idea what they're doing to in training to handle, you know, you just right. saved the, the galaxy. But what does that mean whenever it comes to training kids? Mm-hmm. The Jedi, the, the whole Jedi thing is pretty nice, like politically, because you're taking these people with these godlike powers and training them in restraint, <laughs> basically keeping them like out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I'm sure that's not really one part of the writing, but I'm just thinking like that's a that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, I don't know. So favorite moments. Let's uh, let's go look at this thing as an overall oh, picture. Man. Favorite moments. Let's do our top three each. Favorite okay. moments. Go around the circle. Um, All right. Chris. Um, one of my top favorite moments was uh, the moment whenever uh, Poe Dameron is flying around shooting all the uh, the TIE fighters out of the sky while you're like the camera's still on um, Finn on the ground. Um, it's, hmm. it's there whenever they they come in and save them there at the uh, temple or, or no, sorry, like that cantina place or whatever. Yeah. And that's he's awesome. flying around and he says something about like, or Finn says something like, that's that's a great pilot. Yeah, that guy's a great pilot. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. And like, it's just like one shot and you're following him around, like shooting all these things and like, what? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my other one, like I said, mentioned before was whenever. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. We're going to go around the circle. All right. Cody, you throw out uh, one. When they decide to hide in that little sub basement in the Millennium Falcon, mm, oh and my then Han walks in and just picks it up because <laughs> that's where they hid before. Oh my gosh, I'd forgotten about that. I love in the, in that moment whenever they go to hide, <laughs> Ray hands uh, hands Finn BB-8, and he's like, he's like, I got it, I got it, and then she drops it, and he just totally just goes on his back, <laughs> just like he doesn't have BB-8. BB-8 weighs too much. <laughs> um. One of my favorite moments was whenever uh, Ray and Finn meet for the first time and they throw the blanket over BB-8. They're going to tr- kidnap BB-8. And all like you see the, the, the hero side of Finn come out whenever he, just, he sees someone getting beat up and he's going to go stop it. And it's like, is this a stormtrooper thing where he wants order? Is this a is this a uh, a hero thing where he's actually a good guy and he wants to stop this? And then you know you, it it's a moot point because uh, she ends up you know beating the crap out of these guys and then mm-hmm. ends up smacking him in the face whenever she realizes gets told by BB-8, mm-hmm. who, you know, oh that guy over there, and it's that's that's he's got uh, he's got Poe Dameron's jacket on. <laughs> I love I love the, the that whole conversation and the fact that she can understand BB-8, he can't. And he has to flee from her, right? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, they're having this this whole separate thing going on over here, and then they both kind of like look up at him, and that moment right there where they look at each other, and it's like, oh, that guy, mm-hmm. we know it's going down now. So yeah, the uh, I love I love that exchange where he's gonna say, and then he ends up running from her. Just the the meeting uh, of those two, awesome. Yeah, my I mentioned earlier whenever um, basically the whole chase scene. Uh, on on Jakku between the Tie Fighters and the Millennium Falcon, but specifically whenever um, she pulled that you know uh, <laughs> that maneuver where he could uh, he could shoot that uh, Tie Fighter, yeah, his, his, kills his the gun engines. was locked. His up. gun was locked. Yeah, and he yeah. couldn't aim it, so she just aims the whole ship. Right, <laughs> she like spins it around. Yeah, that was, was awesome. Cool. Yeah, I liked uh, unexpected. I liked when Chewbacca is receiving medical aid from that <laughs> nurse, and she's like, yes. "Oh, it sounds like that was really scary." And he's like, yeah, "It was." You can kind of hear what he's saying a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant whenever, uh, whenever Finn, Finn was attempting to give him medical aid. That, that too. Well, that's what made the other one so funny is because she was being all nice so that he wouldn't overreact. And she's and- talking to him like he's a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you had a scary time. <laughs> I love it. And he's, like, like, he's like, yeah. you better not hurt him. He's almost killed me eight times. Or six times. Yeah. And then he got mad. He's like, okay, only five. <laughs> Oh man, one one of my favorite moments um as far as action goes. The lightsaber battles while they weren't fancy, they were angry and intense. Mm-hmm. Like every single one whenever whenever we were uh we were fighting with the, the lightsaber, it was just 
just you could feel it you could feel the emotion behind every swing and that was impressive to me that we didn't have fancy stuff but it was like they felt just as intense if not more intense than some of the prequel stuff where they were very very uh orchestrated and uh and that I, i love the way those were shot as well they were shot very close up um, versus in the prequels, a lot of times they would pull back to these really wide shots, and you would lose some of that intensity and in things um, in their thing in in the shot just in itself. So, yeah. I uh, my final one is uh, the moment whenever Finn is trying to convince BB-8 to uh, to give them tell them what the resistance is, <laughs> oh and BB-8 just like, looking back and forth and back and forth. He can't make a decision, and then finally, like he he gives it up. And uh, and Finn gives him the thumbs up, and he pops out the little lighter. Or the thumbs up, like that was hilarious. That was the best. Like that was the the best comedic timing when he's just like trying to make this decision. It was awesome. Yeah, that's Love pretty it. Cool. Love it, dude. What's your last one, Cody? Dude, skip me for now. Okay. I gotta think about it. So my last one is, and I. It, so there was all the reunions, and that was kind of the uh, the biggest one. And again, I'm very sad that we won't get to see a reunion between the core three characters um, anymore. But mm-hmm. the uh, the reunion between um, both uh, the Millennium Falcon and uh, Chewie and Han, that was amazing. And then the reunion between Han and Leia whenever that mm-hmm. happens. And then also C-3PO steps in front of him. And it's like this is totally straight up C-3PO. Yeah. Um, those those reunions were just sweet, and the way that they they nodded back to people who were fans of the series, and and that everyone was in character, and everyone reacted in such a way that you're like, man, this is totally. I can't believe this is happening. I mm-hmm. can't believe that we have another Star Wars. I can't believe that these people are on screen mm-hmm. again because even you didn't get that in the prequels. You right. got the moments where you'd figure out, oh, that's Obi Wan, or that's you know such and such, but you never got those nostalgic moments. You never got to play out those interactions in your mind uh, or or on screen. You never really got to see what would happen if, if they haven't seen each other in so long. So the reunions is, is my last one. When the stormtroopers turn around. Oh, yes. Kylo Ren's <laughs> thrown his, uh, his temper tantrum yeah. and then they, uh, I, know they I mentioned it earlier, but that, it's just funny to me. Just the, the little humor in that. Yes. I got to figure out what that other one was. There's one other one where there's like one stormtrooper to this, something hilarious. And I cannot remember what it was. Well, yeah. I love, I love whenever, uh, whenever Ray, Force influences. Yes, the that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So that's very Clone Wars as well. Oh, so Where whenever she, she's like, oh, and, yeah. and leave, and leave your gun. He's like, and I'll leave my gun. Yeah, <laughs> the way he drops it so casual, yeah. just like it, it it the way he says, me, he's like, and I'll leave my gun. It reminds me of the way that in the in the Clone Wars animated series they, they would uh, they would voice the the droids. Yeah, and the way they would do that is they would uh, just fun fact about the the Clone Wars they would animate the whole thing and then the like producers or whatever would come up with funny things for the like they would basically uh they would oh what's the it came back recently where they they watch the movies and they go they make funny voices while they oh whatever it's called riff tracks yeah or, or mystery science theater yeah mystery science theater so like they would that's how they would make these droids and come up with these funny jokes for these droids to say on the show is that they would do finish the entire episode and then they would record the, uh, the voiceovers for any of the droids just to, to give them a personality or whatever. Um, but yeah, that moment was really funny. Reminded me a lot of the clone wars. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, are we ready to rate this thing? We better be Chris. All right. We're 158 minutes in. Well, let's, let's go ahead and rate it then. Um, I will rate this. 
man, it's hard. It's hard because my my head wants to give it something, and then like my emotions want to take something away from it. But I'm gonna say a nine point five on this guy. Yeah, I was gonna say nine point five as well. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like this is a near perfect movie. I think there are little things that I'm just kind of like you know um, here and there, but. And uh, and this is complete. This is me, like you know, taking the whole Han Solo thing out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. This is me leaving it. I mean, it's like it, I'm leaving it in, but like you know, like I'm giving it a nine point five. But right now, my heart doesn't feel like it was a nine point five. See, I feel like it was a nine point five. But if like I don't know, it, I probably upon further review might put it a little bit higher, like in a, like a nine point seven, nine point eight. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little bit higher, but I don't know. I think mine will change. It's, it's hard. It's hard for me to, to rate this thing right now, Chris. It's probably like one Mad Max out of one Mad Max. I, I like it. it. Or maybe like two Guardians of the Galaxy out of one and a half Guardians. So are you saying this is a perfect movie? No. Oh. Are you saying it's a 10 out of 10? It can be a 10 out of 10 and not be a perfect movie, by the way. I'm going to give it a 9. In a 9? 9 out of yeah. 10? Nine out of cool. ten. I cool. like it. Nice round number there. I feel really bad Versus for all me the, giving it a lot of for all the places. artists who put in all this time, <laughs> and then just just see this nine out of ten to boil yep. it down to one number because well, I because their work was like a hundred percent awesome. I could imagine like the amount of detail they put into everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything looks amazing. I mean, was, this is a fantastic film. Yeah, everyone should go see it. Do you think it will get nominated for any uh, um, Academy Awards? No, no. They only pick bad movies for that. I think it will get nominated for visual effects. I think it will get nominated for uh, score. I think it will get nominated for... Um, that might be it. That's probably about it. I mean... Maybe I, costumes I, and makeup. I think... Definitely do sci-fi yeah, movies costumes, really costumes and makeup, makeup for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do they really get like Academy Awards sci-fi movies? I mean, you know, so like, uh, it just kind of depends. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was nominated for best costume and makeup. Okay. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that they always that they win often, but because they're usually going up against some kind of like art house movie where it's like, yeah. you know, like last or yeah, last year was a uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Man, uh, costumes, costuming that, kind of that was crazy. Yeah, so that was a really good. Movie. It was a great movie, but so that's the kind of things that it goes up against. It's like, well, comparatively, that was like point six Mad Maxes. <laughs> Comparatively, it's like you know the costumes in this seem way more complex than the costumes in this, even though they may not or may not be, you know. Right, and then it also, yeah, I mean, you come up with something that like the Grand Budapest Hotel, like they they modeled that after something that was like real and historical right. and stuff. So you have to do a lot more research rather than coming up with something that's an original right. concept out of your head or whatever. Well, so. the thing is, you know, like I think that something like Grand Poodle or sorry, something like Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars needs to make this stuff look effortless because it needs to seamlessly blend in with this world. True. Whereas Grand Budapest Hotel is trying to draw attention to the true. costumes and stuff like that. Very true. And so you notice it more. Right. Man, this movie was great. Everybody did such a good job. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, I forget how to end this, but this is the end of our podcast. You can find us online at StayInTargetPodcast.com. You can find us um, on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe and download. We will uh, put any links up on the website that we talked about tonight. Yep, Thank you for notes. Cody for coming and being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. And uh, if you want to uh, to check out our other podcasts, our family podcast, it's uh, Arrow on Target and Flash on Target. We put those up. Whenever they air, we will uh, be back in January with those. In the meantime, we will be right here on Stay on Target, bringing you your 
games, movies, comics, and television news and analysis and reviews. Next week, Chris, we might have to have a special Christmas Eve episode Ooh. or Christmas episode. I think it's either Christmas Eve or Christmas that we'll we'll drop it on. Oop, so we yeah. should we should put together some sort of a a fun Christmas themed episode. I like um, it and uh, and air that as well. So like keep your eyes out for that next week. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. target.